This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve's News Updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, March 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one person is being tested for possible coronavirus in Philadelphia, health officials said on Tuesday night. Health officials are expected to release more details on the Philadelphia resident under evaluation in the coming days. The Philadelphia Health Department says that the risk of infection to the average Philadelphian is very low. People who have recently traveled to China are at greatest ri- are at the greatest risk. While the region has no confirmed cases of the virus to date. Officials in Philadelphia say they are ready. The coronavirus so far is not in Philadelphia, said Philadelphia Health Commissioner Dr. Tom Farley. It's likely coming here because it's spreading around the world. Nine people have died of the virus in the United States. All of the deaths were reported in Washington State. So uh, hopefully later today we'll find out more about this person, but they're being tested for coronavirus. PennDOT will begin enforcing work zone speed cameras across the state today. The statewide automated work zone speed enforcement program begins Wednesday at more than a half a dozen locations statewide. Speed cameras are located along Route 1 in Bucks County and on the Pennsylvania Turnpike at Route 1. Cameras will also be used on Roosevelt Boulevard in Philadelphia, on uh, the Northeast Extension near Lansdale and on Interstate 78 in Berks County. PennDOT says it is not about issuing violations, it's about saving lives. The goal is to encourage motorists to slow down in work zones. All right, so uh, work zones are still work zones even when nobody's actually working in there? Is that is that correct? Because it's kind of like... question. That is a good question. It's Kind of like a school zone, right? <clears throat> Sometimes the school will forget to turn it off on like vacation days, or, or they leave all the, you know. all the stuff in place, but there's just not workers at it, you know, right, at, right. at, at yeah, a, a particular. Like- but sometimes too, I feel like you. There may be like a few workers, and you like. What is it up to us to determine if it's an active work zone, or are you just supposed uh, to? I think you're I, supposed I, to slow down, I, right? If there are flashing lights or whatever, I, I guess you just slow down. Yeah, uh, you probably. Well, there's not always flashing lights. No, sometimes yeah. it's just those sign. orange uh, signs. Something, yeah. 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 Violators will receive a warning letter for the first offense, a violation notice of seventy five dollars and a seventy five dollar fine for the second offense, and a violation notice and a hundred and fifty dollar fine for the third and subsequent offenses. These violations. Uh, violations are civil penalties. Only no points will be assessed to the driver's licenses. In 2018, there were 1,804 work zone crashes in Pennsylvania, resulting in 23 fatalities, and 43% of work zone crashes resulted in fatalities and or injuries. Since 1970, PennDOT has lost 89 workers in the line of duty. The Pennsylvania Turnpike has lost 45 workers since 1945. The Automated Work Zone Speed Enforcement Program was a mandatory 60-day pre-enforcement period, which ended on March 4th. So that starts today. A Philadelphia man is being charged after jumping through a porta potty in a video that went viral. The disgusting prank happened in North Wildwood sometime in February. In the video, 26-year-old Robert Daniels can be seen taking a flying leap from a seawall onto the roof of a porta potty. It, it is pretty cool, I have to say. It's <laughs> he, insane, but it's pretty cool. He crashed through the top of the structure, sending him down into the portable toilet. So uh, I saw that uh, Barstool had uh, tweeted out the video, and then. Uh, Wildwood, North Wildwood police then retweeted the video saying this guy has been uh, apprehended and arrested. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that or not. No, I did not see that. Okay. So he was arrested on Monday after the video went viral on social media. Daniels has been charged with criminal mischief and disorderly conduct. You know, you just think you take this stupid video (laughs) while you're partying in Wildwood. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, now you're arrested. In sports this morning. Sacks are yummy. 
The Sixers lost to the Lakers last night in Los Angeles, falling 120 to 107. LeBron James had 22 points, 14 assists, and seven rebounds for the Lakers, who moved. Uh, moved to 47-13 and 13 with their ninth win in 10 games. The Sixers, who played without injured starters Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Josh Richardson, fell to 9-23 and 23 on the road and dropped to sixth place in the East. The road trip through California continues with a game in Sacramento tomorrow night against the Kings. Tip-off is scheduled for 10 o'clock. The Flyers will look to extend their six-game winning streak when they travel to Washington, D.C. tonight to play the first-place Capitals. With the winning streak, the Flyers have moved up to second place in the Metro Division, three points behind the Cats, but only one point ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins who ended their six-game losing streak last night with a win over Ottawa. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. <laughs> you all right? Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. Oh, damn. All right? Yeah, I took a sip of coffee, oh. and Kathy wrapped up the new, the uh, the sports a little quicker than mm-hmm. I thought. And I'm like, well, I better swallow this quickly. It went down the wrong. It scared me. Oh, boy. It went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got to get that isolated. I could, I could not help myself yeah. at how hard I coughed right then. Man. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. Hi. Welcome. And uh, I, I did have something in mind I was going to say, which was if you're feeling a bit uh, tired and beat, then you're in good company because I am as well, but not anymore. <laughs> Wide awake. Yeah. After nearly choking to, to death right there. You restarted your heart with that, Woo. so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes are watering. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So, it's Wednesday. Uh, Wednesdays, we go on Fox Good Day, so we're going to do that a little bit later on this morning. We also have a secret text word, and today we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets. As MMR rocks Kill Switch Engage. Wow. August burns red and light the torch. <laughs> and that'll be hosted by our own metalhead, Mr. Brent Porsche, Friday, March 13th at Franklin Music Hall. So, if you're interested in uh, banging your head a little bit, then you can text the word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask for the designated caller to give us that word, and we'll give away tickets, and we'll also uh, give away a pair to a random texture. So, a couple different ways for you to win this morning. Uh, we have some guests on the show this morning. Uh, our good friend Tom Papa, we spoke to him not that long ago. He had a new book out. Uh, so, was it a book? Special. Or? It was a special. I'm sorry. special. Yeah, but he does have a book coming out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll talk to him again. Then probably he's great. So Tom is going to be performing at the Keswick on Saturday. So we'll uh, we'll chat with Tom again. He's always great to talk to. That'll be in the nine o'clock hour. Also in the nine o'clock hour today in our studio this morning, we will have live armadillos. Armadillo to spend some time with. And I and forgot why we brought them. I up Kathy the other thought day. they were cute. Yeah, I saw one. Um, what was it? I think it was the the opening of the light display that they have at the Philadelphia Zoo, and they had. A little armadillo out at this little press um, that we press event that we went to, and oh. yeah, I don't know. It was, he looked. They good. are fascinating. They're very prehistoric yeah. looking. Well, I've that's never, why I've we're never talking. Been about up it. close and personal to one uh, before, yeah, so yeah. this should be cool. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. We were talking about it because they found like these giant prehistoric armadillo. That's what it things. was. Yep, yep, oh, yeah, yeah, they were uh, nicknamed the Carmadillos. Yes, yeah, because they were the size of yeah. a car. Yep, uh, and they found these fossils. So that's where the armadillo conversation. Bring one of those in. Thank you very much for reminding me. So we will have armadillos here. And that is a courtesy of the Academy of Natural Sciences, an awesome place in Philadelphia if you've never been to. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what that's all about today. And I'm sure we have some other things to get to. We have some uh, announcements. We got a, There's a show coming to town we got to tell you about. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Maybe some ticket giveaways. 
And uh, I'm sure I got some other things uh, for you to win through the course of the morning program. So let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we will uh, do the business as usual, a stupid question and a prize and uh, some entertainment news. As the sun is coming up, we're starting this Wednesday off together. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I got a stupid question for you. Let's see if you know the answer to it. We're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for WWE Elimination Chamber, uh, which is the Wells Fargo Center. For the first time ever this Sunday, uh, the question that I have for you is this. Uh, The television show The Addams Family is based on a comic that ran in what publication? Hmm. Let's see if you know that answer. 215-263-WMMR. I knew it was a, a strip, but I didn't know what publication it ran in. So the TV show The Addams Family is based on a comic that ran in what publication? 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. And uh, to kill some time while we're waiting for your call, I'll mention the birthdays today, Wednesday, March 4th. Uh, we're going to start with this one. Chaz Bono, born Chastity Bono. Uh, had a, uh, um, a surgery, a sex change uh, operation, and is now Chaz Bono. And uh, Chaz is 51. And Nick and I were just looking at a picture of Chaz. You would never, ever guess that that Chaz was uh, born female. I mean, a full yes. beard. and little and, girl. I remember the little girl. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when people say, you know, listen, it can be a, 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 a difficult thing to go through. But when you look at Chaz, Chaz is... Loving life yeah. is clearly the thing Chaz needed to do. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember the the how, in the spotlight when uh, when Sonny and Cher were on? Oh yeah, and they, and they had Chastity always, and they they bring Chastity out on uh, on the show and everything, and it was it was a big deal. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, so Chaz is fifty one. Uh, actress Patricia Heaton. Yes, everybody loves Raymond. She's got a new series. Um, yeah, she does. Uh, you talked about it yesterday, and it, she plays a nurse going through a second chapter in her life. I and I can't remember the t- something about Carla. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was, that was the one you called Carlos, right? Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, that was it. Yeah. 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 What was it? Well, her uh, name is Carol, I believe. Yeah, Carol's uh, second act. There you go, Carol's second act. She is 62. Uh, Steven Weber, the actor from Wings. I love that show, Wings. Uh, Me too. 59, it was a great show. He was actually in a good, it was, it was a pretty good version, a miniseries version of The Shining. Yeah, yeah. It stayed a little more faithful to the uh, to the novel. You're yeah, correct. yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, you got to love her. She's brilliant. Yeah. My dear, oh, this is her singing. From uh, a mighty wind, got a nice voice. She's very talented. Nick, you had been talking about uh, S's Creek, Poops Creek, if you will. It's my favorite comedy on TV right now. My wife has been watching it. She buzzed through every single season to catch up to the current season. Okay, and uh, she's all about. And so I have, you know, as a result, you know, dipped in and out. Her character is. Hilarious, Moira. Show. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Eugene Levy and Daniel Daniel Levy and uh, the, the 
family dynamic is just awesome. Uh, they, yes. They have a show coming to the Borgata this summer. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's... Hess's Creek show? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. did a live uh. show, uh, tour last year as well. They came to the Met last year. What, what is it? I don't know. I, I think it's some singing and uh, and storytelling, but they did um, Yeah, they did a show at the Met last year when we the, we didn't have many snowstorms last year, but it was a night that we had a snowstorm. That's right. So I couldn't go. Hmm. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, she's been in obviously tons of movies, and I, I was watching yesterday, so I've, I've per your guy's suggestion, that, that series, uh, The Movies That Made Us. Oh, God, yeah. It's a documentary about some of your favorite films, and right now I'm on the one about home alone yeah. at the very beginning of it actually but uh yeah they they zero in obviously on a Catherine o'hara being a, an integral part of the movie uh, and then i've got another little tidbit i'll bring up of another birthday she's 66 uh, uh our friend daniel roebuck has a birthday today he was professor arst from uh lost he's been in uh, the fugitive yeah. a, a whole bunch of stuff but what i didn't know until i saw this documentary this part of it yesterday anyway is that he so daniel stern's character one of the wet bandits uh, Daniel Stern was cast in it, and then they told him that the time frame they gave him was going to be longer to film than they had anticipated. And he said, well, I expect to be paid more for it. And they said no. So they went, and they said, okay, we're going to pass on you. And they offered the role to Daniel Roebuck, no which I didn't know to be one of the wet bandits. Now, I haven't gotten to the part where that changes. <laughs> right, right, right. right yeah, I, I've yeah. only watched part of this documentary. But, huh. but at one point, Daniel Roebuck was cast. As uh, one of the wet bandits, which he would have been great. He would have been solid, yeah. But Daniel Stern with the the scream right, with yeah. the, the tarantula is just spot on. Uh, but we love Daniel. He's a super nice guy. He's 57 today. Evan Dando, the singer of the band The Lemonheads. Yeah. He is uh, 53 years old today. Recently portrayed in an episode of the Goldbergs pressed it as oh, that's right. basically Evan Dando. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And he was kind of a uh he was a bit of a heartthrob in the in the My old, wife loved him. Alt world. Oh yeah. Uh good looking dude. Singer, songwriter, good looking dude. Yep, he's fifty three. I do like that band. Uh, Michaelty Williamson. He was Bubba in Forrest Gump. <laughs> ah. My name is Benjamin Buford Blue. People call me Bubba. Like one of them old redneck boys. <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> so he is uh, 63 years old. There's still those uh, bubblegum shrimp places around, right? A few of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, there was one in London, was there not? There was, was there a yeah. bubblegum yeah. shrimp right in London? Yes, where we right. were in Leicester Square. You know, it's funny, Casey. I watched uh, Forrest Gump with my son, and uh, he was like, oh, like the seafood stores. He thought that the stores, <laughs> that the movie, you know, didn't come first. I was like, no, 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 the movie came out first, buddy. Yeah. Uh, he's 63. Uh, actress Andrea Bowen from Desperate Housewives. Yeah. I don't know who that is. She's 30. Who is it? What was her name? Uh, Andr- Andrea Bowen. I don't know who she played. I know you and, and Steve both watched. She wasn't one of the mains. Uh, she's only 30, so, yeah, she wouldn't have been. Maybe one of the, maybe uh, Ava Longoria is one of the daughters? Maybe the daughter. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. She played yeah. Julie. Julia Mayer. Mayer! <laughs> so so she's maybe Felicity Huffman's daughter? Dude, uh, I have no idea. Who the hell cares? Yeah, all right, we don't care. Happy freaking birthday, yeah, Andrew. Yeah, go to Bowen. hell. And then the last birthday I saw is Jason Newstead, former bassist for the band Metallica. Uh, he is 57 years old today. I still don't know exactly why uh, he he was out of the band or, you know. It, he was it a was, square peg. 
Yeah. He, he never felt like he fit in. Um, I When I worked for Pierre, we interviewed him. I think he did an OzFest one year. And it was not like he would, had a lot of animosity towards the band. He just felt like he never fit in. Okay. Um, was that? Yeah, like was the, the part of the songwriting credits and things like that. It's it's Lars's band and it's James's band. Yeah, yeah, seems to and make sense. And that's funny because Lars never felt like he was part of the band either. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. Or maybe now. Well, you now, might be right a little bit, Casey. No, it's Kirk. Now he was. I think maybe it was Lars who never thought he received his father's love. It was. Remember that documentary? <laughs> yes. The, yeah. the, yes. They're all messed enough. up in the head, yeah, man. In fact, what it really is is like a big therapy session. That documentary. It is. Yeah. But yeah. I don't even know. Is who's playing the bass on this song then? Uh, this would have been Jason Newstead. Okay. This is Patricia yeah. Heaton. This is oh. Patricia Heaton. No way. Who's in that Carlos yeah, show. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine Patricia Heaton just banging her head to this song while playing Oh, my bass. God. Well, <laughs> what? Uh, never mind, Preston. Back to you. Well, the bassist now, that Robert Trujillo. That was a perfect exchange. Casey's about to go into something, and Preston goes... With a little bit of the look, what? In case he was, oh, it's not. <laughs> Even if he was like totally one hundred percent percent behind the uh, yes. the inquisitive, what? Uh, oh, I, okay. I second guessed it. Robert Trillo, yeah, Trillo, uh, Trillo. Um, he played with Nickel Creek once. <laughs> Did he yes. really? Yes. Nick, uh, and Nickel Creek is one of Casey's favorite kind of almost bluegrassy folk bands. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a song called I think it's called the Milkshake Song, and he's in the video. It's <laughs> all the boys come to my yard or whatever. <laughs> no, my no, milkshake. no. The, yeah, I, th- I think it's called the Milkshake Song. It's it's a total instrumental, but dude, he tears up the bass. Okay, stand up bass. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well. Happy <laughs> you made me. I aborted. I aborted. I just you thought the moment was did. adorable. The he way did. it's like when you go to your dad, you know he doesn't want to. You made me. Yeah, yeah. You made me. I almost. I learned it from you. I, I did almost because I was going to say the Nickel Creek thing, but then when I got called out, I'm like, oh, I could go to the Jose interview. Remember when Jose interviewed Ron? Yeah, there you go. A gear switcher there yes. if you needed yeah. it. Okay. Well, Jason Newstead is 57 today. Yeah. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question. Uh, the TV show The Addams Family is based on a comic that ran in what publication? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Joe for the answer. Hey, uh, Joe, how you doing, man? <laughs> Joe? All right, Joe, what uh, publication ran the comic uh, The Addams Family? That would be The New Yorker. The New Yorker, yeah. You are correct, Joe. Hang on a second. Was that Eric Lindros for a moment? I, I don't know where that came from. I didn't touch it. All right, so, Joe, hang on the line. We are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the WWE Elimination Chamber coming to Philly for the <laughs> first time in the Wells Fargo Center. Yes? It was a smoothie song, not the milkshake song. Okay. The smoothie song. <laughs> Healthy milkshake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just heard. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyhow, this event is coming up uh, Sunday, 6.30, and tickets are on sale now. The winner, by the way, of the Elimination Chamber match receives Universal Championship match at uh, WrestleMania. Univer- receives? Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they're, they're passing out Eucharist. I guess so. That's what they're doing. So Dylan Farrow is criticizing the forthcoming publication of a memoir by her adoptive father, Woody Allen, whom she has accused of sexually assaulting her as a child, calling the decision to publish the memoir deeply upsetting and an utter betrayal on Twitter. 
Farrow said this provides yet another example of the profound privilege that power, money, and notoriety affords. Uh, Hatchet's complicity in this uh, should be called out for what it is, and they should have to answer for it. Hatchet, it doesn't even it doesn't give me any context. I'm no assuming idea. that's the publisher. I'll tell you this though, I believe that's the same publisher for Catch and Kill, Preston. With that's Ronan Farrow's book about. You know, Harvey Weinstein and the, the sexual predation of yes. a lot of people. You are correct yeah. about that, Steve, yeah. Uh, so she added, uh, for the record, I was never contacted by any fact-checkers to verify the information in this memoir demonstrating an egregious abdication of Hatchet's most basic responsibility. On the other hand, my story has undergone endless scrutiny and has never been published without extensive fact-checking. Uh, she has long maintained that Alan, who adopted her as a baby with Mia Farrow, assaulted her in the 1990s. Alan denies that allegations. And like you said, Steve, yeah, Catch and Kill was uh, published by Hatchet, uh, which documented Ronan Farrow's reporting in the Harvey Weinstein case. And his reporting is credited helping to fuel the Me Too movement. And he does mention uh, a fair amount of the accusations against Woody Allen uh, by his uh, sister mm-hmm. in the in the book. Yep, uh, the book "Apropos of Nothing" is the the Woody Allen biopic or bio uh, biography is due out or memoir I should say is due out in April. Being described as comprehensive account of Allen's life, both personal and professional, and describes his work, films, theater, television, nightclubs, and print. And also gives some good advice on how to date your uh, stepdaughters. Well, you yeah, know, yeah. maybe somebody needs that. <laughs> Signs of royal reproachment. After weeks of understandable tension following the news that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are intending to step down from the royal duties, it appears that relations between the top members of the royal family are thawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite her reported disappointment over their decision, Queen Elizabeth II told Harry he will always be welcome back to the royal family. Oh, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being that! She's taking cues from Mel Gibson. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, so, I'm sorry, Case. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, the Duke of Sussex met with his grandmother for a fireside lunch uh, of poached salmon and salad before tea and scones and cucumber sandwiches. Oh, that sounds delightful. And rousing heart to heart. This cucumber salad is absolutely wonderful. Uh, the most inert vegetable place to top lame bread. It was the first time the Queen has had the chance to talk to Harry on his own and really find out what his plans are. Royal source told the paper. Uh, it was a much more relaxed environment, and they were both able to speak their mind. I mean, that's her grandkid there, you know? Yeah. Still, the queen is determined that the pair <clears throat> the pair will not be able to profit from their royal status, but she told him that uh, he was much loved and will always be welcome back. Uh, final sticking point for the queen, however, is access to nine-month-old Archie. Uh, he will reportedly remain in Canada when the Sussexes visit the U.K. this month. Oh, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're there. Yep. So that continues. Uh, all right, tell me what you think about this, Stephen. I'm sure you saw this. Johnny Depp has been rumored for the Joker throughout most of his career. Prior to Heath Ledger being announced as the Dark Knight's clown prince of crime, Depp was a fan favorite for the part, along with somebody like Adrian Brody. There's been a few pe- names that were kicked around back then. But now it seems like this decades-old bit of fan case, uh, casting might finally bear some fruit, according to sources. Um Warner Brothers may, this is a, the rumor, may have begun eyeing actors for the role in sequels to The Batman, and Depp is one of the prime candidates for the Joker. Uh, the fact that he's even being considered for this part is perhaps a sign that his recent career troubles might be coming to an end. 
Uh, given his previous performances, the eccentric Joker would seem like a natural fit for him. I think he could be a good Joker. Yeah, I absolutely do think he could be a good Joker. You need a weird guy to play Joker, like Joaquin Phoenix. Quirky, yeah. yeah. So against Rob Pattinson's Batman, obviously, is what we're talking about. When that, it, the, the hope is for that series to continue. You know, is I wonder if he's too old, but... Mark Hamill has been an, an incredible Joker in the animated movies. He has. Yeah, I, I wonder but if he has the chops to pull it off visually. That's the that's the thing. I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't think so. He's a little he's a little chubby. He could yeah. lose weight, but but it's still, I think uh, uh, classically the Joker as as tall and fra- thin. Yeah, which is why Joaquin looked great. As right, him. right. Um, but you know they can do whatever they want to. We'll see, and the films will make it work. I still haven't seen the Joker, but uh, why can't Joaquin Phoenix do it? Because uh, it'll be a it'll be a different yeah. Well, you know what? It'll I, be a different universe. I don't see that movie. Yeah, and that that universe, if you want to use that term, continue continuing on. I see that movie as Joker as as just being a Chris Nolan universe, self contained, one and done. Right. Oh. Leave it up to your imagination as to what happens from here on out. And I kind of think it should be that way. He, but you never know. He could have worked as a Joker in, say, in in the, the Chris Nolan films. So that, that yeah. very gritty, realistic, yes. almost Scorsese-esque take on Batman. We don't know the tone of of the Batman, the Matt Reeves movie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's I think it's going to be uh, a... A little bit of a hybrid. We'll see. Yeah, it uh, it seems like the the twenties, which we're in now, is set to be the decade of the Joker. WB is reportedly pressing ahead with sequels to Todd Phillips' original film, uh, creating what is being dubbed the Joker Verse. Uh, the follow ups may see Joaquin Phoenix's Arthur Fleck battling for supremacy against a rival Joker, huh. and the the name uh, Ben Barnes uh, apparently eyed for that part. He's from The Punisher. Um, oh, okay. I don't know um, who he plays in The Punisher. All right. Is he the uh, the main nemesis from The Punisher? I think he is, yeah. Okay. You'd have to look up Ben Barnes for me next to see who he is. But uh, beyond that, Warner Brothers uh, will want to get a sequel to The Batman going as soon as possible. Uh, so expect to see a different version of Mr. J in that movie. Uh, ben Barnes, Nick, scroll down see who yeah. he played on The Punisher, please. He was in the bitter battle for fiddle faddle. He played <laughs> Billy Russo, whoever that is. Yeah, that's so. him. That's the that's the main nemesis. By the way, that reminds me, I need to finish that second season. Steve, is it? Is it it's worth? excellent. Okay, it's excellent. Okay. Of those Marvel series, I know Preston, you started off on Daredevil. All of the the three seasons of Daredevil, great. The Punisher, both seasons, great. Um, yeah, I should know. go back and watch that because uh, I never finished Daredevil. I should. I should. It. Oh I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on. This is this is great. Brit Hume. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, dude. Might this... want to remember to close out his tabs before posting screenshots of a personal web browser to Twitter. The Fox News senior political analyst accidentally revealed to the world his web searches when he posted a screenshot of betting odds that showed former Vice President Joe Biden ahead of Senator Bernie Sanders as the frontrunner to win the Democratic primary. Now, anyone with a discerning eye can see... That above the open browser, there is a tab open that reads Sexy Vixen Vinyl. Uh, Hume has since deleted Tuesday's tweet, but it was captured for posterity by one clever Twitter user who also took the liberty of finding the exact web page that Hume had open in said tab. Uh, and it's an outfit. It's a sexy latex women's outfit that, um, you know, uh, you can buy for $15.37. Well, that's it. Uh, apparently, it was the second time 
Yes. Tab appeared. Correct. Exactly. So he. Uh, this isn't the first time he made the mistake. On Sunday, the television personality had tweeted a similar screenshot of his browser showing betting odds that favored Sanders with the very same sexy Vixen vinyl tab open. Uh, that one was still up for uh, viewing as of Tuesday. I don't know if it still is or not. Uh, but luckily, in his defense, his other browser tabs seem more suitable for work, including uh, the bank SunTrust Online and coronavirus. Right. So there was some new stuff in there with the along with the sexy vinyl stuff. Sexy vinyl. But I mean, he he's one of those yeah. you know, British I'm one of those, yeah. one of those yeah. kind of guys. And I'm also into vinyl. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm I like wondering... having candles put out on my nipples. <laughs> I, I like I'm... having my balls tweaked. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's always one of these. Yeah. I assume he's not buying that for himself. I'm wondering who he's buying it for. Well, we have no idea. But what you have to do, it looks like he's using a Chrome browser. Um, you know, and uh, so those tab markers pop up on top, and they're very small. And this has happened time and time again. Yeah. Listen, we've all had stuff sit there in our in our <laughs> top of the thing. But before you take a screen capture, I always, hmm. you always check and see what's on. Also, you may have documents or something that has... That maybe have uh, usable information, you yeah, know, like your address or whatever. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, you don't want oh, yeah. that, especially when you're buying your vinyl outfits. Yes, but when you're a uh, when you're a you know a, a senior uh, political correspondent. Yep, exactly. Uh, He's got one of these jolly kind of guys. You, you may want to consider uh, taking a good close look at what you post before you do it. <laughs> well, I clicked off the dildo page. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, news personalities, I was sad to see this, Steve, and you guys probably won't remember it, Steve Will, but do you remember uh, former CNN anchor Bobby Batista? I clearly remember I do, Bobby Batista. I do, too. She was one of the original yes. CNN uh, news anchors. She passed away. Oh. She was 67 years old. In that original group <clears throat> when it was... Wow, news 24 hours? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I remember was, there, was, there was nothing like it. I kind of had a little thing for her. I she was, was cute. A, I was a teenager, but and she was good. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was good at what she did. She was straight ahead business. Uh, she yeah. was one of the original CNN headline news anchors when the network launched in 1981. Uh, she had uh, cervical cancer. Uh, she did headline news for a while too. Yeah, she yes, did. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, she anchored several news programs on CNN, including Talkback Live, which aired before a studio audience in the CNN Center in Atlanta featuring newsmakers and public participation. She was the first one I remember with that. A lot of news anchor women had that kind of hairdo. That like a Dorothy short, Hamill? Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. kind of uh, longer on top but short in the back. It wasn't, you know, she was like was, a reverse mullet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she, she was uh, along, like, was it Bernard Shaw was the other? Uh, yeah, he, he yeah. Had, um, gained prominence during the first Gulf War. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, she had uh, joined uh, before she had joined CNN Headline Noon. She was uh, anchor and producer of Action Five News in Raleigh, North Carolina. So, only sixty-seven. Only sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah, I actually thought because I remember her as a kid yeah, watching yeah. the news that she would have been much older than that. But, it's terrible. Yeah, it's sad news. All right. Well, we deflect the sad news with uh, stuff about the Kardashians. So, ah! So, Kim, where do you hear this? Kim is defusing any drama around her daughter North's performance at Kanye West's Yeezy show. Her performance went viral, but some saw similarities between her song and the young YouTube sensation Zaza's hit called What I Do. Zaza's parents hit up the gram, posting videos of performances by both youngsters. They wrote, in July of 2019, Zaza and her dad went into the studio for the ultimate experience. 
to finally begin making the music that she wanted to make. What Kim you what Kim Kardashian uh or what Kim Kardashian is doing with her daughter uh with the inspiration of Zaza and her family <laughs> in mind is okay, but we're not mad, but please show love and support to the original first. We admire Kanye West uh, and adore his journey. However, we don't want to feel like our daughter's journey in the world of entertainment. <laughs> what journey? Who's Zaza? What's happening here? Of entertainment <laughs> is being stifled. I'm sorry, who's Zaza again? I don't know, but okay. let's continue on because okay. it gets even better. Kim saw the post and apparently agrees. She responded with... We love you. North is a huge fan and records in the studio all the time with her dad and is inspired by Zaza and loves Lele, too. Zaza loves Lele? No, North loves Zaza and Lele. Okay, but Zaza might not like Lele. I don't even know who Lele and Zaza are. Okay. What about Coco? Coco, uh, Coco Love All Ball. Coco Love All Ball. <laughs> yeah. So Zaza is a five-year-old rapping sensation. Okay. And apparently uh, Kim and Kanye's kids like uh, Zaza's style. Ah. But what about All Ball? Uh, all Ball's dead. <laughs> all Ball oh. died? Yeah, tragically. Damn it. Okay. That's right. He crushed it. Coco crushed <laughs> it. Right. Coco crushed You're petting too ball. hard. Coco didn't kill All Ball, did he? I think I think he did. Oh, I, no. I, I think he went of mice and men on it. Wasn't Coco uh, girl, a girl? Girl gorilla yeah. or her? I don't yeah. know. But, uh, but yeah, wait, wait, and not accept gender fluidity. Yeah, yeah, please. I mean, <laughs> all right. otherwise it would have been a gorilla, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She was a gorilla. gorilla. A gorilla. <laughs> so anyway, back to Zaza and Lala. Right. Uh, you have to. Kim continued saying, Today's performance of North's remix of Zaza's song was something she asked to do at the last minute and a complete surprise. I didn't mean to not give credit where credit was due. We would love for the girls to meet soon. Yeah. Is this Zaza? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing. So, they, so they took the five-year-old talking and sampled it, and then they they sampled it, and then they also uh, they also uh, auto-tuned it and edited it to be in <sighs> rhythm with the music. Okay, I see how this works. Kids manufactured, man. Mm. Uh, so anyhow, she said, uh, I didn't mean to not give credit where credit was due. We would love for the girls to meet soon. Zaza's parents seem satisfied, writing, it's always love. It's oh. always, no, I'm sorry, it's always, always love. Oh. <laughs> would enjoy getting the girls together. Let's make that happen ASAP. No, don't. Don't make it happen. Kim then sent out a follow-up <laughs> tweet saying, I'm so proud of Northy. <laughs> Her first performance had me in tears. Oh, shut It up. has me in tears right now. She had an impromptu performance on stage at her dad's Yeezy Season 8 fashion show. What world? Shout out to Zaza. Do you remember that uh, that kid, Jordy? It was a little French I babe. I do. Yeah, do, do, etto bebe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it became a, a hit for, bebe. Uh, for a month or two or whatever. And it was a novelty song. It was, yeah. And I just, there's something about those novelty songs when kids are involved that really rubs me the wrong way. Who's the, who's the one? It was a little little Tay, the, uh, the, the rapper who was a total construct of her, of her dad. Or, uh, this that is the sounds thing vaguely yeah. familiar. And then there was that yodeling kid in the uh, in the Target or the department store who got these flashes in the pan, these YouTube stars that, that flare up for about six months and then go away. Yeah. What's, uh, I even yeah. forgot this chick's name right now. That was chick. I could call a four-year-old chick. But this is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's her name again? Tata, Mama. Poo-poo. Zaza. Zaza. Is it Zaza or Zay-Zay? 
Z A Z A. However, I don't know. What do you think? Zay Zay? Zaza. Is it Zaza? I'd say Zaza. All right. Well, let's move on. We got other stories. Uh, Jessica uh, Beale has uh, turned 38 yesterday, and to celebrate, her husband, Justin Timberlake, threw her a cute birthday party. Cute. Oh, that's what. So, so on her birthday, uh, the husband will throw her a birthday party? Yeah, I know. Uh, Beal shared images from the fest on Instagram, writing, celebrating my birthday in style, and by that I mean in pajamas. Thank you, Justin Timberlake, for throwing my kind of party. Uh, she wrote this alongside a series of pics with uh, Timberlake and a towering cake, and she wrote, and thanks to all of you for the birthday wishes. Uh, the pair appear to be on good terms after a rocky end to 2019 when Timberlake apologized to Beal. Thank you for coming to therapy today. <laughs> therapy? Rocky Just Marathon. has to make you feel when Jessica diminishes your work. <laughs> and Jessica, how does it make you feel when you see Justin holding another actress's hand? Uh, so, yeah. You're better than that! <laughs> Listen, I'm always going to love both of you. But you're better than that! Stallone marriage counselor. That ain't you! That ain't you! Come on, Dad, get what you're worth! Uh, I'm always gonna love both of you. But you're better than that! Uh, So the the pair appear to be on good terms after their rocky end 2019. And uh, when when Timberlake got apologized to be off for photographs of him cozying up to his Palmer co-star, Alicia Wainwright, dropped. So they're they're doing better. It's a little melancholy now with the music. Your marriage has difficulties. It's common. Everyone's going to have issues. But you're better than that! (laughs) I want you to kiss each other. Right now? Kiss. <laughs> I want to kiss you. Taking the original Rocky. Yeah. I want to kiss you. I'm going to hold your hands to your side, and I'm going to make out with you. You just stand there and close your eyes and wish it to go away. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> so at the couple's therapy, they have they have to kiss Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Kiss like, me. Yeah. <laughs> right here. It's not gay. Just kiss me right here. <laughs> It's good, yeah. I like that. I like the way your hips are tender. <laughs> wow. Rocky, marriage counselor. <laughs> kind of a perv. Rocky Balboa. Well, he's got a different technique. Yeah. He, Bal- uh, yeah. Balboa Counseling Services. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so he had a party for her. Right. And she's happy, and everybody's happy, and their counseling is working out just wonderfully. So Thank that's you, Rocky. Great. Guess what? I brought you two some armadillos. <laughs> Some armadillos. Unconventional. Exactly. Therapy armadillos. Yes, therapy my way. Yeah. It's my way or the highway. Yeah, you're better than that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is interesting. Elle and Dakota Fanning are going to be appearing together for the first time together since their 2001 film, I Am Sam, in which Elle played a younger version of Dakota's character. So this will be the first time they actually are playing different roles and they'll be starring as uh, they'll, they'll be playing on-screen sisters. Uh it's called The Nightingale and will drop in uh, December 
of, of this year. Ellen Dakota Fanning. <clears throat> yes. I had to watch the credits of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to recognize Dakota Fanning as Squeaky From. I didn't know. I didn't know either. I, I, oh, I yes. the whole movie. Yeah. She was and good. And she until was really the good. end, I was like, that was her? Yeah, and I went back and was like, oh my God, it is. But she's she looks very different, and, but she's great in it. Do you yeah. know who was uh, from uh, Girls? Yeah, um, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. I know. Was one, well, Lena Dunham was one of the uh, one of Manson's chicks at the... Uh, was she? At yes. The ranch, yeah. At the ranch. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch it again. There, there's a whole bunch of recognizable actors and actresses at the ranch, uh, but the way that Tarantino cast them and, I guess, dressed them, you, you wouldn't notice it right away. Yeah, yeah. Really Nell, the... Nell was in it as well. Nell? Yeah, 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 yeah. No idea. Yeah. Wow. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I, but... Also, Tata, I like... I got to go back and give it another look and, and pick up on stuff like that. Do you know what uh, Elle Fanning is? Uh, she's in Super 8, right? Yeah. yeah. And that, that was on over the weekend. I, I was a mild fan of that movie when it first came out. I really like it now. Yeah. I am, uh, I, yeah, Elle Fanning is, uh, she's great. I've, I loved, I've loved her in a, in a bunch of stuff. Um, Maleficent. So, Maleficent, that's right. She was in that. Right. And was she in... Maleficent too? No, so we bought a zoo. I think she was one of the um, workers at the zoo. I'm not 100% Elle sure. Elle Fanning? We rented a terrarium. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah, okay. So anyhow, they're going to be in a movie together, finally. And, Excellent. Uh, yeah, everybody's happy. Rocky's happy. <laughs> We're all happy. I'm taking a break from my couples therapy. Um, <laughs> let me see. I got time for one more. And Yeah, well, I'm with this one. Uh, I thought this was kind of sweet. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's okay, An 11-year-old yeah. Star Wars fan and amputee has received an R2-D2 bionic limb and she got a phone call from Luke Skywalker himself. We were just talking about Mark Hamill. Uh, Florida native Bella Tabak raised almost $14,000 for her bionic arm. Nice. And the fundraiser caught the eye of Mark Hamill, and he retweeted her, who had retweeted her appeal to his 3.6 million followers. Uh, Tabak became the first person in the United States to receive the advanced multi-grip arm in the style of R2-D2. It's really cool looking. It is cool. And she was able to show it off during a Skype call to uh, Hamill, during which uh, she demonstrated uh, picking up a bottle with her new hand. So I thought that was a, a pretty neat So story. Preston, uh, my brother-in-law was at a, a company. Um, uh, he is a, um, he's a, con- well, a, a contractor on a large scale, you know, buildings and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was at this company where that does a lot of this sort of stuff. And the 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 elaborate nature, the amount of progress they've made, and there was a, a picture I saw of a guy who has no arms, and they've rigged up a device where he basically has full robotic arms that are moving very fluidly, and he's you know you have to teach your brain to yeah, so he controls them with, with his, his brain with his in, with his. It's crazy. But I mean, I'm, you're watching <clears throat> the arm and the hand move up, and the whole thing, mind you, it's a little bit slower, but it's. He has working arms. That's amazing. It's it's really incredible yeah. where we're going with uh, with medical science. Uh, so let's do let's do clips. Our two showed up. He did. Uh, Michael Michael Ely plays. Can I please get through this? Michael Ely. I, I don't mind being interrupted, but the third time I start getting pissed. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Michael Ely plays Detective Miles Hoffman in the in ABC's Stump Town, acting as the main character's love interest. And then this clip. <laughs> Michael talks about what he thinks will keep fans engaged. Here we go. 
I think everybody will hold on to these characters and want to come back week after week to watch these particular characters and see how they handle what it is that has been eating at them from the time we start the show to whenever we finish. What the f***? Uh, the first season of Stumptown <laughs> continues tonight at 10 o'clock on Colby, uh, ABC. Smolders is in that, and she is awesome. I love her. Yes. All right, here's the next clip. A torn SWAT sergeant is tasked with running a well-trained team. He's torn? Uh, yeah. I, oh, okay, he's torn emotionally I torn. I guess that's like the what he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't you? Sometimes you'll mix up the first letters of words. Why couldn't you mix up the first two letters of a... Torn swat. A, a torn twat sergeant. <laughs> something wrong with my genitals. Is as is tasked with uh, running a well-trained team while remaining loyal to the streets of Los Angeles in the television series SWAT. In this clip, star Shamar Moore discusses how the show is evolving. Here we go. We do get topical, and we, we do deal with issues that are going on. And then sometimes we just have a good time and just have some crazy bad guys that we got to go chase down. And it's fun to see how we get it done. But what I, what I love about SWAT is not only do we get topical, but we're also now we're starting to get into backstories. I don't give <laughs> a f- Shamar Moore, he gets my my wife's juices tingling. Oh my, he's a great looking he's guy, good looking yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Steve when I was a kid. SWAT, I loved that TV dun-dun, show. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Yeah, as soon absolutely. as that music would come on, I was on. I was in. Uh, a new episode of SWAT is on CBS uh, tonight. That's at ten o'clock. By the way, <laughs> done. done with this guy. Done with that guy. All right, uh, we have armadillos coming by this morning. Quite literally, armadillos will be in our studio from the Academy of Natural Sciences. Uh, Tom Papa is going to be on the program, and we also have a secret text word, a chance for you to win a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Kill Switch Engage with August Burns Red and Light the Torch. Brent Porsche is hosting that show Friday, March 13th, Franklin Music Hall. So text word secret to 39333. We're going to take a break. We'll be back momentarily. Make sure you stay with us on your drive-in today. So we'll be uh, returning shortly. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I need to mention this. Casey tweeted something out yesterday. We might have joining us is a good likelihood at the Cardboard Classic, our buddy Bert Kreischer, <laughs> as he's got a show in the general vicinity, and as he's traveling, it's he's only like 30 minutes away from uh, that would be awesome. Jack yeah. Frost, so he is apparently pretty amped up about it. Well, we'll Why wait. wouldn't he be? I, I think tomorrow, I know, it's got this him is, written all this over is it. all over the Bert Kreischer realm. Yeah. Yeah, so um, he is performing in Wilkes-Barre on Thursday night, and, um, and then he's in Schenectady, uh, New York, on on Friday night, so I was kind of like, uh, you know, measuring things out and seeing, you know, all right, well, it's a four-hour trip to Schenectady, and so I, I reached out to him, and I sent him a, a video of last year's Cardboard Classic, right? and I said, hey, we're doing this on Friday morning, a half hour from, you know, what what are your plans? Are you going straight to Schenectady after your show on Thursday night? And he says he's in. Here's the rub. He wants and thinks... <laughs> He thinks, <laughs> he thinks that his team can actually, he wants to build a sled. He thinks his team can actually, they're in New York right now, right? right so right, he right. was at the Rangers game last night. He thinks that they, they're going to have enough time to actually build a sled to be uh, on on the mountain on Friday morning. I, so and listen, not like a little sled. He I, wants to build a tour like bus. Like a, a version of his tour bus. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, at this point, 
Well, how uh, many willing to put have... anything past Burke Kreischer because he manages to pull off a lot. Mm-hmm. Kathy, though. That, but that's what I'm wondering. How, how many are in his, you know, his crew? Maybe. Still. Maybe to, they're to, working on it now. You'd have use, to build it there. To use one of Steve's phrases, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> adorable that you think that can be done. Uh, he needs a but, trailer or I mean, warehouse. We, now, listen, we've, we've seen people who have who have built a sled that morning. I think uh, maybe even Jen Fred and, and the Fox crew did that one time. And we also, I think it was uh, uh, one time when Bassett's was one of our oh, yeah. uh, one of our uh, <laughs> sponsors. And they were going to be the, the inaugural, the first sled to go down. And they had just whipped it together that day. And it didn't even make it five feet. And it just crumbled and fell apart. They need to be structurally sound to make it down, unless you're going to do a little toboggan. Sure, there's a difference between building a sled and finding a piece of cardboard. Yeah, and and you can do. But now, if he wants to do a replica of his tour bus, I think the better thing would be to take one of our pre-existing case. And yes, I know you've put him in contact with a few of our uh, sled veterans, and uh, have him put me maybe some appropriate signage on the side of it. Yeah. But listen, he's he'll he'll be our guest Whatever if he's he coming, and he can ride down any sled he wants to, oh, which we all down, do. Yeah. And so, and he will. I'm sure he'll go down on several of them. So, uh, but that'll be cool. That's perfect for Kreischer and perfect for us because uh, we love having him. Yeah, around. yeah. Uh, so we'll see if that ends up happening. Yeah, I just uh, classic. I, listen, I know he was at the Rangers game last night. I know he he was doing a number on himself, but I sent him a text saying, "Hey, if you want to give us a buzz." Uh, to this morning, just kind of go over a couple of things. So I'll, I'll let you know if he if he wants to call in. We better double up on the beer. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Pacifico. If, if Bert's coming out. So we'll see about that. Hey, uh, I'm intrigued. Kathy had teased us with a, a little bit of a story that she has, and I don't know exactly what it's all about, but you said it was kind of interesting. Oh, so you're talking about the um, guy. Well, a review was... or whatever it was? Oh, the guy that was rude to me. Yeah, so I would, like, I never write reviews. I use Yelp and Open Table and stuff like that, but... I never really write reviews. Sometimes I'll give a place five stars if they're really good or something. But I was so irritated and so annoyed that I left. And I think 30 seconds after I left this place, I wrote a terrible Yelp review because I was so irritated. Okay. Okay. And all right. So so here's the story. So there was this new um, I did Pilates years ago um, and I I didn't really like it. There's a new Pilates location that opened up near me. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go try it you know see if i like it see if it's if it's if it's for me a lot of people say you have to do it again try it again so okay. okay that's what i do they tell you you can have your first class for free so uh i called just one get, class uh well the, your yeah your first try class you just yeah. try it out see if you like it and then i'm sure you buy a package you know All some right. sort of package so i call turns out that you can't just take any free class you have to take one specific free class and okay. it's at a specific time so i was on the phone with the girl and i said listen I work in the mornings. I, I, I'm not going to be able to get there at that time. I'm probably going to be 15 minutes or so late. So, mm. you know, I, I don't, can you put me into a different class or whatever? And she says, no, you have to come to this class. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll rush out of work and I'll, I'll try to get there, but I'm going, I'm going to be late. I'm telling you I'm going to be late. And she said, it's okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll try to make it work when you get here. So I said, okay, fine. So I rush out of work yesterday. I go and... I walk in and, I, and I'm running in. I have, you know, I had changed quickly. I had my the clothes on that I needed to wear. And, and I run in. I used to bring special socks. I had those on already. You, you had know, your on, neon green leotard ready to I go. I had my leotard on and everything. <laughs> and I rush in and the girl looks at me and she's like, are you Kathy? And I said, yes. And she goes, okay, you're, you know, you're a little bit late. I said, I know. I told them I was going to be late. And I start, uh, I took my shoes off, put them in the cubby, started taking my sweatshirt off. And out of nowhere, this guy, these now there's three women behind the counter and they're 
trying to like scramble to get, I guess I had to sign a waiver or like whatever. They're kind of scrambling to try to get this, this in the guy behind me comes over and he's like, you can't take this class. You're too late. Like that, and I and I thought he was joking with that attitude. With that attitude, I thought so, he was. So, la- yeah, I, so it, it had so much attitude, and yes. you thought he was being sarcastic and a little jokey, as opposed to like, ah, come on, in, we'll take yeah. it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I laughed, and then I looked at the woman who was standing there with the iPad that I was about to sign the waiver, and I could see her face, and I was like, oh. He's not joking. Okay. And I looked at him and I and I said, "Excuse me." And he said, "You can't take this class. You're you're too late. You can't go into that class." How, how late are you, by the way? Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen uh, minutes. No, I was fifteen minutes. You late. had apprised them of this already. You already. let them and, know, so they could have at that point said, "That will be too late to take this class. Don't come down." And listen, like in my yoga class, if you show up five minutes late, the door is locked. You can't get in. So right. I understand the policy one hundred percent. But I let her know on the phone. I was going to be late. I'm not going to be able to get there at that time. She wouldn't put me in another yeah. class. So I thought, all right, well, I'll just go in for whatever I can go in for. And the guy says, well, the class is only 30 minutes. And I said, oh, okay. I thought the class was an hour. I didn't realize it was only 30 minutes. And he goes, yeah, you can't, you can't go in. And so I was, and I was so irritated <laughs> that he was talking to me like this. And I'm like, okay. I said, I, I said, but I spoke to somebody on, and I didn't want to get the women in trouble right. because they were all very nice to me. Right. And, and so I said, I said, okay, but I spoke to somebody who said it was okay to come late. That's why I'm here with my shoes off and taking my sweatshirt off ready to, to try your class. Yeah. And, and you he s- goes, well, I don't know who would have said that. They should have never told you that. You Ooh. can't take this class. Like, I mean, and I'm telling you, with Just that. Dripping with attitude. With attitude. Yeah. With attitude. And I later. You do realize this is Pilates, don't you? Well, and meanwhile, <laughs> so my friend and I were meeting together. So she's already in the class. Oh, and man. I'm like, oh, my God. So, and I later found out because she told me because she was there for the yeah. orientation and all that, that he was the owner. And I'm like, what? you are the owner of this location, and you're talking to me like this? So I, I grabbed my stuff, and I said, well, to the gym I go. I'm not going to waste this yeah. hour and not work out. I said, I rushed out of work for this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the gym. So I just said to him, I said, all right, well, to the gym I go. Because I wanted him to know that I had right. somewhere sure. else to go and work out, that this yeah. was not my, you know, this, this wasn't it. And he was like, oh, uh, okay, okay, well, um, do you want to take the 12 o'clock class? No. And I said to him, I go, I asked the woman on the phone if I could take a different class. And she said no. I said, so no, at this point, I said, no, thank you. I will not be joining here. And I'm going to go to my gym and to my yoga studio and continue to work out there. And I was just just the attitude on this. And he was the owner of the business. A business, by the way. I get angry. Don't you get angry hearing stuff like this? Listen, a business, business, by the way, it's a chain. So there is another one in the next town over. So Mm -hmm. if I was going to try Pilates again... I'm going to go to Lafayette Hill where there's another exact same location where maybe that owner is a little bit nicer. Yeah, yeah. But they're brand new. You would think. Yes. You're 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 doing cartwheels to to make people happy. Yes. If you're brand new. Absolutely. So so you write a review when you leave out. Yeah, so I write a review. So my question is about this review. I put it on Yelp. I I don't. Does it get posted? Like I can see it because it's my. Account. Yeah, no, yeah, well, no. I basically told exactly what I told you. I said, "Look, listen. The, the class was only thirty minutes. Didn't realize yeah. it, but the woman on the fold, phone told me to come. I understand the policy of not letting somebody in that late. I, yeah. I can completely understand that." So, Kathy, um, I went out to uh, dinner and drinks with friends two summers ago, and um, 
I, I'm like you. I don't like writing bad reviews. I don't like writing reviews, period, right? I just, if somebody gives a glowing or gives great service, I'll give a glowing review. Um, but um, the, the, we got terrible service from the, the waitress, and then uh, she ended up working in the bar, and she continued. And it was similar an attitude, uh, similar an attitude like you encountered yesterday, just snotty. And uh, why would we be in this place in the first place? It was, it was awful. And so my friend wrote a really bad review of this person, not of the restaurant, but of this person uh, on Yelp. Um, two days later, that person got fired. Oh, so the, the businesses pay attention to these things. And, mm-hmm. and it was not just the review that got that person fired. They, 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 there were, had been several complaints of this person in the past. Okay. But yes, I think yeah. this review sort of put that uh, person in the crosshairs already, and then that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. You, like, you know how sometimes, but I, I don't know that my review, people can see it. Like, like you know, they can. sometimes it says, but sometimes it says like verified User, but, or, the, or, but the businesses see it. The businesses are uh, will often respond to Google reviews and Yelp reviews, okay. and it can help. And, yeah, and TripAdvisor too. Exactly. Yelp yeah, can be yeah. weaponized that by, too, by competing businesses, yep. and that that is a, that's an issue. And that's so a that's, low. that's why you hear there are services that will go to the extent to make sure that you're not being assassinated by competition on these on these yeah. sites. I I tend to. Um, you know, like for for example, if I'm looking at a product on Amazon for reviews, I try to I don't I I I go into uh, the reviews. A, you have to read a lot, a lot of them, mm-hmm. just to get kind of a, a broad understanding of what where the people fall on the product. But yeah, yeah, Yelp is Yelp is um, yeah, because some people are like you know you can tell it's like, a fine oh, line. This person is is giving this a bad review because they don't know how to put something together. Yeah. Because okay, they yeah. don't know how to follow directions. Right. You know what I mean? So you really do. If there's a lot of reviews, you owe it to yourself to read m- not most of them, but more than two. Well, what I do is I, yeah. I pick, if, I, if I'm buying a product, Steve, yeah. I'm the same way, like on Amazon, yeah. I'll read like three good ones and, and I'll go to the bad ones. Exactly. And I'll yeah, see, yeah, I'll see if there's too. I'll see if there's a common thread yeah. in the bad ones yep. and I'll say okay th- that part of that product I need to is that important to me or not you know and and I and then I try to make a decision on that cuz I don't if you read the if you read just the good ones you're like this is great. You got you got you yeah. got to do your due diligence they say but I press it. So a lot of times you'll see things from people like I remember reading bad reviews on a product People were just angry at the concept of the product and didn't even have it. It's like, what? Yeah. What? That's not helpful. This TV's yeah. too expensive. Uh, what? Nick, well, it's not for you then. Yeah, yeah. Nick, before uh, Yelp and all this sort of stuff, I used to be a waiter. This is 22 years ago, and, and I got fired because of a customer complained about me. And, and did they call into the restaurant? They, either they called in or they said something. I think they called. I think, and as a matter of fact, I don't think they complained that night. I think they called back. But I knew who these customers were, and I wasn't the problem. They were. And um, they mm-hmm. ordered what was called tomato bread. Tomato bread <laughs> takes at least 15 minutes. How many years ago, by the way? This is 20 years ago. Okay. And it closed with you. Because, I, so I took their order. I put their order in. And then I went and took the order of a 10-top of women, okay? Anybody ever waited on women? Yeah, <laughs> 10-top. And, and a 10-top, it takes forever because, like, oh, my God, I don't know. Can you come back to me? I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even look at the menu. I've been sitting here for half an hour yapping away, and I haven't even hey, looked at the menu. Hey, <laughs> make a decision, you biddies. So it took me, you know, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 minutes to take the order of these these 10 women. Yeah. I turn around, and this guy who ordered the tomato bread goes, uh-huh, where's my tomato bread? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I just got done taking their order. Let me check on your tomato bread. The story he told to my manager was that I told him I was too busy. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, and, and that's... Uh, 
But so so, so this so, is pre Yelp though. This right? is pre, but that is essentially a Yelp review. Nick, what you're talking about is you know be careful of like what you do because you're going to be responsible for somebody's. Well, let me ask you in general with with Kathy's question about about yeah. do, do, I don't take any of that stuff as Bible. I don't take anything written as a review. You always have to take the context and not, what's the person's impetus or motivation for for writing this review. I think most of us are like, ah, it sucked, but I'm not going to go home and put, you right. know, hop on the keyboard. You were so incensed <laughs> because you took extra steps to make sure you were set to do this, and you feel like an idiot. You feel embarrassed That's when you go it. do something like that. You do. Kathy, I think maybe your your case was that um, there was a little miscommunication. The person that you spoke probably. to on the phone probably didn't say this person's going to be late. But an owner should also be understanding and offer you other things and maybe not give you attitude. And like listen, that. in the end, he did offer me to come to another class, which wasn't an option in the beginning. But right. why do it that way? I mean, I, he was Kathy, so incredibly you would, rude. You would do it like this. I'm sorry, the class has, has already started. And it does take, it takes a little while to just get up to speed. We do have a class at noon. Would you be able to hang for that? Right. I'm the owner. <laughs> I want your business, please. I was seriously. I, this is not exactly the same, but similar of, of lack of communication. When we took our Hawaii trip last year, um, I wanted to <sighs> take my family scuba diving, and we haven't been in several years, so we had to do a refresher course and get you know relearned on on the the process of scuba diving. So I set up this this dive. I, I communicating with the owner of the company back and forth. Hey, I, we haven't done this in several years. Am I qualified to do this deep dive, ninety foot dive, and a wreck dive? Absolutely. Come on out. This is great. Can't wait to have you. Blah, blah, blah. Back and forth. We show up, Ugh. go to the instructor. We're like, uh, he goes, so so what's your history? What's about? And I tell him it's been a few years since we dove. And he's like, ooh. And what's the deepest you've ever been? Uh, you're like, you know, 40 feet, 50 feet, 60 feet, something like that. He's like, oh. And he's giving me this. I don't know if we can do this or not. I'm like, dude, I booked this like six months ago. I went back and forth and I talked to so-and-so. He's like, yeah, uh, she's the owner. She doesn't really know what's going on. Oh, what? Oh, the owner. You're going to have to leave Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it ended up being okay, but I was like this close to being where you were, where a little lack of communication yeah, yeah, yeah. would have just ruined it all. Let me go to some So calls. did you go? Yeah, yeah, we ended up doing okay. it. So so it was all good, but, it, but I know what you're talking about. Let me go to a couple of calls about uh, these reviews. Uh, and hang on a second. Let me go to, uh, Mike about Yelp. Hey, Mike, good morning. Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's try that again. Hey, Mike, good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Uh, not much. Yeah, my company, you know, unfortunately we had some bad apples in the past. And you'll get some reviews, you know, about, you know, something they didn't like or, you know, anything like that. But then what Yelp will do, they'll take, um, reviews from other sites like Google or, you know, whatever other site like that. And then they'll call you and say, um, listen, we'll take these bad reviews off our site for this amount of money. No, really? Excuse me? Yeah, 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 that's a business. Yep. So they'll call and say, you know, I've seen this bad review. This We have this bad review here about you. And if you give us X amount of money, we'll take it down. And then, you know, so if, if people keep paying Yelp and other companies like that, they'll just take all the bad reviews. You can have a great. You can buy your review, you Mike. Google. I have no Mike, idea. Isn't that isn't that the equivalent of uh, online extortion? Bad. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're yeah, being extorted. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Wow. I thought, and maybe I'm misremembering this, that there was some sort of legislation or Thanks, something Mike. proposed to avoid this. Because if you're a small business, you can be devastated yeah. by bad reviews. 
I had no idea that yeah. that's... Wait, so so like Yelp will call the business owner? That's what he said. Right. Wow. And, and, and say, if you want to lose this review, pay us. Pay if this you amount. pay me. Yeah, if you pay me. That's crazy. Wow. Okay, hang on. Let me go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. You wanted to comment on this? Yeah, I work for um, a, a, a medical practice. A large company, and all of our Google reviews, our physicians are evaluated by them. You cannot take a Google review down. The only thing you can do is hope that you get more positive reviews to push the negative ones out of the queue. That's my experience with Google. You cannot get a Google review off, and Kathy, you should definitely review it because people need to know about your experience, good and bad. Yeah, I agree. And nothing will change with Google. You, you know, as long as, as long as you're as long as you're telling the truth, I, I believe in those reviews. I, I, I do as well because you would hate to. Um, I have used um, comments uh, from people when I'm looking to buy things. I, I want to get, like, for example, buying some, uh, you know, Casey, I know you and I are, are sort of getting into the uh, Mr. Fix-It thing around the house. And when you're vetting stuff, you know, you don't go to like you don't go to the manufacturer's site to see what they say about it. You go to what a what yeah. a contractor yep. says about it. Somebody who's using it in the field, yep. and those are invaluable. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, <laughs> you know, and but the idea of you could help someone avoid a similar situation, you know, by presenting them your experience. Yeah, that does make sense. So for people who are reticent to pose or oppose something like that. Yeah. It is a service. Well, I and just, I said, too, in the review, like, I, I'm going to continue to go to the yeah. gym and the yoga studio that I go to. I don't need your, you know, like, right, it was right. almost like he thought I needed to go there. That was the only place quick, for Concha Hawking to work out. Quick question, all right, in the protocol. Before you post it publicly to Yelp, do you send an email to the company first to the owner? I didn't. I, I literally posted it like 30 seconds after leaving. I guess okay. I could have emailed the company. Maybe that's a, <laughs> but you a know way what? to go about it. Right. In other words, test be, the waters. right, right. Yeah. Be, because everyone can have a bad day. And also, they you never know, they might offer something up to you. Right. Uh, a as car. Opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to on Yelp, they probably won't, but they right. might say, hey, here's here's a free two-week membership, you know, sorry about the inconvenience. I I'll get honestly, you a sit-in on the Preston and Steve yeah, show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, if, the, if they offered that up to me, I wouldn't go. I understand. By the way, your review is up. We're looking at it oh, right yeah? now. Yeah, yeah you, you can, can see it. Okay. So, yep, it's Not right difficult. There. Yep. I, uh, I uh, that's uh, Perky Tees 111. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, that's accurate. <laughs> I, um... Worked at a landscaping company when uh, I was, you know, 21, 22 or something like that. And I had one of the best bosses I've ever had. And he, and he told me something. I may have said this on the air before. But uh, if you work really hard and, and do a great job at your business, um, the customers might tell, might tell one or two people. If you do a terrible job, they're going to tell 10. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you, like, it just it stuck with me for the rest of my life. And we've said it before. I, I like to I like to send complimentary sure. uh, notes to managers and so on. If somebody's going above and beyond, I love doing that. Um, and on rare occasions will I complain, but th- like that, the, the, the waiter you were talking about, Nick, yeah. maybe th- if that guy got fired, maybe he needed to be fired. Yeah. It was a girl, but yeah, oh, a girl, I mean, maybe she needed to be fired. Maybe she's doing that job incorrectly. And that's fine. And it but might we went message. back, we went back to that restaurant later on and, uh, other employees of that restaurant said that she was a bad employee. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I felt, but, but initially, yes, I felt bad because this person was then out of a job and that's fine. I just don't want to be the one responsible for a said person losing their job. There yeah. is a, Chuck and I go out to lunch a couple times a week. We there was this one place that we always frequented, and this girl at the register was a miserable, miserable human being. 
and I never said anything. It, but it, it had gotten to the point where uh, when I had walked in, if I saw that she was working, I, I would turn around and walk away, and, and I wouldn't go so to that So regularly restaurant. a miserable person? Regular. And I would... The, that you should not feel bad at all about letting that person know. I don't, also, I don't the management want, know. The, the management is taking a hit because this they're the interface for this Well, they business. figured it out, and that's fine. But yeah. said miserable person needs to pay bills. And, and again, like I just don't want to be responsible for it. I understand. You know what I mean? I, I tried to uh, shake them out of it a little bit. What's what's is there something wrong? Oh, she didn't care. Are you upset? Yo, dude, the yeah. best was um the last time she ever waited on me uh, when you, uh, you were yeah. done your order. She would say, "What are your initials?" And I go, um, "F you." Yeah. And she goes, uh, and you just see her. You know, her her brain is just yeah. like this money. She and then like two seconds later, she goes. What's your last name? <laughs> I was like Underhill. Under. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew Underhill. she was going to ask me, and so I had made up a, a last name before I had even. Oh, you said, did? Oh, yeah. Because it, it took so long for me to even get my order taken that I I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I'm. By giving, the way, yeah. in in Fletch, was his name Fred Underhill? Was it F U? Oh, I don't know. It was I just wonder what that was. Put, put it, it on, on the under- Underhill. Yeah. But he says his name at, at one point when he knocks oh, on the yeah. cabana door. So-and-so Underhill here. Oh, that's a good question. Look that up. Good All trivia. Right. Hang on. I'm going to go to Ryan to go back to this Yelp thing. Uh, hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. So you wanted to uh, refute what someone had said earlier. Yeah. So I have a painting business in Conshohocken, and we've, we've really uh, built our business on good reviews. And Yelp, you, you cannot pay to have reviews removed. Okay, so um, that guy was uh, was full of crap. You're saying there are. I'm giving that caller companies. a bad review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some shady companies out there that were offering those services. Yes, and uh, I actually I, I know somebody that used them and got caught, and you can get like blacklisted by Yelp for using a company like that. So what about like, you'll see you'll see commercials though, Ryan, and they they seem for legit companies about people who are being targeted. And these services, they seem like legal services that go after these sites to remove uh, unfair or um, erroneous reviews. Yeah, so, like, on most of the sites, I think Google included, you can, like, flag a review as being inappropriate. Right. And if you do, if that happens a couple times, you might, if a couple people say that this is offensive or something like that, the automated system might take the review down. Um, but if, if you're paying for that kind of stuff, it's not through Yelp itself. Cause I've had, a, I've had bad reviews from people okay. that didn't even use our services and I couldn't do anything to take it down. And I'm a paid advertiser on Yelp. Okay. okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Thanks. Uh, by the way, it was Ted Underhill ah. played by actor William trailer. So there you go. Um, interesting. Casey, do we need to time wise? We got a break. So we, yeah, we got a break. Fox. Good day. Yeah. Uh, wait, Marissa, did you want to put, Throw in one comment. I just want to chime in, and uh, guys, do you know that we are reviewed out there? Like, our podcast is out there? Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. So, if you guys enjoy our podcast, please leave <laughs> us good reviews. Yes, yeah. we like that. back in 2013, when Bill Weston decided to make nine podcasts a day instead of one big one, a lot of people left bad reviews. Ah, no And kidding. they still exist out there. Oh. Sure. So, but uh, they, they do like our uh, tomato bread. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Marissa. Uh, I knew that was a mistake. Kathy, well, she was so incensed that immediately, yeah, like in the parking lot, 
You put you you posted your review. I was so, I was so right. irritated. Sincerely, Ted Underhill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep that in mind, gang. We got to take a break because we're going to go on Fox Good Day when we return, and we have a secret text word. Don't forget, chance for you to see Kill Switch Engage, uh, August Burns Red, and Light in the Torch, uh, Friday, March thirteenth at the Franklin Music Hall. Text word secret three nine three three three. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020. Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Crowbot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads. The Who. And Jackson's Local Shots Opener. Foxtrot and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th. BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm a 93.3 WNMR, the one I love. It is uh, 7.56. We are less than a minute away from uh, Fox Good Day, so we're going to hold on to uh, traffic for just a smidge longer uh, before we get to that. Uh, we do have some guests joining us later on the program. Uh, we have uh, Tom Papa. Who's yes. Gonna be on the show. He is going to be performing at the Keswick on Saturday. Uh, so unfortunately, he won't be in town to uh, to spend some time in the studio, which he's done on a few occasions. But uh, we'll talk to him, and we have armadillos <laughs> in our studio here? this morning. They're getting here at nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, so Karen uh, Verdemir, uh, or Verderame, Vermadillo, Ver- Vermadillo. Will be here from the Academy of Natural Sciences. So. I'm pretty sure the one that I saw was was like running into circles and banging into the wall constantly. Really? Yeah, like it was like kind of obsessive. It was forest armadillo. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about armadillos uh, the other day, and lo and behold, armadillos in the studio. That's that's how we roll. <laughs> Top that. Yeah. Uh, we have a secret text word. Chance for you to win tickets to uh, Kill Switch Engage. Uh, you can text the word secret to 39333. That show is on Friday the 13th, by the way. Here we go on Fox. Oh, okay. Hey, President Steve, we got one for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you guys heard about this vegan runner in California? She's a marathon runner, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And she's asking all of her neighbors to close their windows while they're cooking meat because as she's running it's overpowering and it's an offensive odor mm-hmm. and she said it's a problem this yeah. is not the first time i think there was a story in australia that was similar to this Absolutely. as well that a, that a vegan was complaining about people cooking meat and then of course the people next door decided to cook more meat yeah <laughs> don't ever request in fact, that they had like a neighborhood barbecue like a meeting they invited they everyone yes, to except right. for that person you're right really? yeah, yeah. yeah they, they had a, they had a full uh, neighborhood barbecue so uh well come on. yeah come, come on, on man people are gonna <laughs> exactly. eat meat i'm sorry it happens you know but 
it, it also depends upon the way she asked. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about the specifics, but it, it is a little outlandish to. I mean, it's your property. It's your deal. You're. I. I get yeah, it. No. I mean, what what is that old joke? Is is you know, it don't don't worry. A, a vegan will let you know they're a vegan within thirty seconds. You know, it's part of the deal. I, I, it it I just seems weird. Is there anything else? That, is there anything you would consider that would smell offensive if they were cooking next door that you would complain about? I I can't think of anything that. Would I mean, happen. but she's also she's running she's running past the houses. Or it's run like, faster. You run yeah, faster. Run That's true. Direction. Yeah. I, I was thinking living next door. You're right. They're just running by. It. Change your route. Yes. Go, go down the vegan street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go down oh my God. this highway. Do yeah. plant smell? I remember like another story. Smells? I remember another story of a runner who was complaining to his neighborhood uh, for people to clean off the sidewalks because acorns were falling down. And he was a barefoot runner. Yes. And his oh. complaint was that they didn't keep things tidied up. It's like... Put shoes on or run somewhere else. <laughs> yes, I mean, you put was, shoes on, pal. The audacity. Yeah. <laughs> audacity. Yeah. Uh, come on. Okay, let's, get, let's t- test your memories. Who was the barefoot Olympic runner? Wow. Oh. Uh, you want me to give you a name? I have I have no idea. No, it doesn't. I think it was Zola Bud. Zola Bud. Oh, Look at the Zola big Bud. brain on Mike. Oh, that's a <laughs> South African runner, right, Mike? South African runner, and I believe she tripped Mary Decker yeah. in the Los Angeles Olympics in 1984. There was Look a, at a, that. apartheid dust up with Zola Bud as well because she was from South Africa. There you go. Yeah, I got wow. you. Man, we're learning stuff well, today. Well, Mike's working on a, on a book wow. of the Zola Bud story <laughs> and uh, yeah. is doing deep research. She was a villain. And <laughs> yeah. listen to this, fish faces. <laughs> I was in the Los Angeles Coliseum and watched it happen. No you kidding. Know. When Zola Bud kind of tripped up Mary Decker. Who and? Was, oh, an American ha- hero, yeah. Mary Decker was. I remember that. And you were wearing women's clothing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I had acorns in my bra. (laughs) (laughs) All the things you learn. I I was watching that route on the street. I was in Los Angeles at the same time. I know this has nothing to do with the topic we're talking about, but I was in L.A. as a nine-year-old watching the marathon on the street. I wasn't in the Coliseum, but I saw the marathon as well. Well, I can top that. I once met Carl Betts, who was an actor from the 50s. Wow. At the Beverly Wilshire really? Hotel. Yeah. Alex, were Carl you even alive? Yes. Were you even alive, Alex? Was the 19- dad on uh, <laughs> what? The Donna, Donna Reed, Reed show. show. The Donna Reed show. Thank yeah. you. I, Thank oh, you. With Donna Reed. Absolutely. And vacuum and with pearls on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about that? Carl Betts. And you know so what? He complained <laughs> what? because he said I smelled like meat. Uh, That's right. <laughs> and it all comes together. Thanks yeah. for bringing it back, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> bye, 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 guys. Later. Oh, my God. They're turning into our show. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're turning into our show. You start off talking about one thing, and you end up 15 levels to the right or left. <laughs> And you See, go somewhere else. Completely. That was more fun. Yeah. You guys don't remember the Zola Bud story because she was a total villain. She she was no. a South African runner, and um and she became a she was villain. married to Thanos. No, she became a villain in the United States because uh, she was South African and because she tripped up Mary Decker. And I Mary do Decker remember was that. Was a now. sweetheart marathon runner. She was beautiful. It was everybody. almost like a Nancy Kerrigan. It was. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan thing. Before oh, she did that. it on purpose. No, she didn't do it on oh, purpose. Uh-oh. It was an accident. But okay. because she was South African, because right. of apartheid, everybody thought that Zola Bud was this huge villain. And uh, yeah, it was what probably. That was in 1984. That, that yeah, happened. which would have yeah. been the height of the uh, of the apartheid, yeah. uh, you know, story right. and everything. Wow. Well, how about that? Now I need to find a suitable segue for traffic. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.
Hi, thanks, Kath. Real quick, uh, I'm going to give a, a plug. I got a, uh, an email from a guy named Chris Clark. Uh, he is directing a show. It's a charity show that benefits the Bucks County Community College radio station called Radio Bucks. Awesome. <laughs> and, yes, it will be at the Performing Arts Center of the Newtown campus of Bucks County Community College. The re- reason I bring it up is it says here, intern Ben will be making an appearance, too. Oh, it's no, going to no. be actually very good. Thanks for being here this morning. Sorry, I kind of run down the hallway to do it. Oh. <laughs> uh, the show will be a tribute. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the first barefoot runner of the Olympics. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, poor Ben. That's how he'll always be. I know. Ben well, it was, was awesome. It, it was like his last couple of days of work, oh and we put God. him on the mic, and he, he speaks normally he off does. the mic, but when he got on the mic, all of a sudden he started talking like this. <laughs> we looked at each other We're like, like oh, where did that come from? Just having, I just had seven heart attacks on the way of uh, The show is a tribute show to uh, Billy Joel and Meatloaf. Uh, classics, he says, such as Piano Man, Paradise for the Dashboard Light, etc. Wow. So, uh, anyway, it's March 13th at 7 p.m., uh, and I just What's wanted be, to give that. What's it gonna be, boy? I wanted to give that little plug All right. Uh, bizarre File. Let's do that. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Final. Brought to you by hers. <laughs> hers. Ah, spring training, the rest green, the sun shining, and the chips crunchy. When it comes to snacking, keep it Philly, Philly. Hers, official sponsor of the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, an Alaskan-based airman in the uh, U.S. Air Force was punished last week for reportedly pissing in a coffee maker. Uh, it's the office coffee maker. Yeah, this is these stories pop up every once in a while. Uh, the incident was reported in a newsletter, although many of the details remain a mystery. The airman first class violated two articles, one being Article 92. That says you can't piss in the coffee maker? Dereliction of duty for failure to refrain from urinating in the office coffee maker. You look like the piss boy. Uh, The airman also violated uh, Article 86, absence without leave for five days away from uh, duty. Uh, Due to his actions, the airman, I guess it's where they get the term 86 Yes, oh, you know, that makes sense. I just 86. Right. That means I, you, you don't hear that anymore. It's kind of an older term. It's like the old uh, Air Force saying, I just pissed in the coffee maker. That too. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I, I mean, he, t- he took a piss in the coffee maker. Uh, due to his actions, the airman received a reduction in air, uh, to Airman Basic, the lowest enlisted rank in the United States Air Force. Uh, he also received a reprimand, although it was not clear what that entailed. Just took a dump in the coffee filter. Five letters of reprimand were previously given to the airman. Uh, the newsletter didn't say if the previous reprimands were due to lack of bladder control or poor judgment. Well, it's usually it's usually an act of aggression against your co-workers, right? Yeah. Although users replying to the post still had some fun making light of the alleged act, but he peed in the <sighs> coffee pot. Yeah. Uh, Lucio Delgado is blind and mastered English by listening to the radio. He was uh, ready to become an American citizen. He studied for the test. He did everything by the book to become a U.S. citizen. But lack of reasonable accommodations and bureaucracy have crushed that goal, at least for now. Delgado was recently denied naturalization. Why? He was, according to the government, unable to read a sentence in the English language. 
He's blind, and they did not give him a reading test in Braille. Oh, my God. Exactly. He's never had sight, so he was flunked by the federal government because they did not provide him a reading test in Braille. He said, in order uh, for me to waive that part of the test, I would have to prove that I was blind. Despite his white cane and legally blind status, in order to waive the reading portion of the test, Delgado needed a doctor's note telling him what he's known his whole life. He said they still wouldn't believe that I was blind. Although health insurance is a piece of red tape that Delgado couldn't afford, he's not giving up. He is looking for an immigration attorney to help with an appeal. So there are no, there's no version of the test in Braille? I, no, they, they wouldn't supply it to him. He has to prove he has that he's to prove blind it. Okay. in order to get that. So. Well, I think the ability to read in Braille would probably be yeah. something, right? I think so. An American woman has been arrested in United Arab Emirates after sending a strongly worded email to a man who was harassing her with sexual images. So she's been arrested. Melissa McBurney was detained in Abu Dhabi after being accused of slander, a U.S. Embassy spokesperson said. The woman from California messaged a man to tell him to stop sending pornographic images of himself and sexually explicit texts to her. She lashed out in the message to the Egyptian national who also shared sexual images of Miss McBurney to others in the past, with others in the past, I'm sorry. Uh, Ms. McBurney was detained after the man reported her email to authorities. Uh, Radha Sterling, CEO of what's called Detained in Dubai, huh. said Melissa has been going through one of the worst nightmares a person can suffer in the age of the Internet for the past four years. She's been inundated with abusive messages of an extremely sexual nature, yet somehow she's the one facing prosecution in the UAE for cybercrime violations simply because she used strong language <sighs> against her abuser. My <laughs> client has been generously sending D-pics to this woman. <laughs> Ms. Sterling uh, added the American woman could face up to two years in prison if convicted. It's kind of effed up over there. It is. It's dramatically effed up. Uh, The U.S. Embassy said it had been arrested. She had been arrested for slander and later released on bail. Ms. McBurney claims the man involved had slandered her and is using a series of explicit messages against her. She had been in the country since November on a tourist visa, and the Egyptian national had lived in the UAE for over 20 years. Ms. McBurney and the married man had been romantically involved. Their relationship turned sour when Miss McBurney put an end to the affair. The group said they uh, they expect the woman uh, to be held in Dubai until her case is heard in May. Yeah, it's messed up. I have a family member that lives over there, and uh, he, he doesn't visit all that often, but last time he did, I talked to him about living there, and he pretty much was like, you don't do anything wrong. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or you end of get story. in trouble. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Over 2,200 pages of evidence against Addiston, Ohio, former police chief, show a long trail of inappropriate spending, including using funds to buy 64 machine guns over the last two and a half years, all without the council not knowing about it. How and big by is the this way, town? It's a small rural town. <laughs> 64 machine guns? Yeah. Councilman J- Jason Fry said, um, said, I mean, good God, that's like one out of every ten residents has a machine gun. All right, everyone, look under your chair. <laughs> <laughs> you get a machine gun, and you get a machine gun. Chief Dorian LaCours resigned on Sunday in the wake of the allegations that he bought and sold weapons using his Position at the uh, police department without the council's approval. You're going to want to cancel my grenade launcher order. Uh, LaCourse ordered weapons under his title as chief and inflated the number of officers in the department, sometimes between 8 and 12 officers, to justify the spending. Some of the guns were purchased on gun broker and arms list as being new in the box and not being used for gun demonstration by the police department. An investigator with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms also expressed concern when he inquired about 
over $200,000 or more in machine gun purchases in an email. So he thought he would get away with it, and apparently... Who's going to know? That's not the case. Uh, and one last story. We'll end with this. Police were called to a residence uh, uh, thir- uh, regarding a 36-year-old man shot in the chest with a crossbow. Whoa. Uh, this is in Butte. Where's Butte? What, in Montana? Montana yeah. Yeah, in Montana. When officers arrived, the alleged victim had already pulled the arrow out, but he refused to say who did it. He was taken by ambulance to the hospital where he is still a patient. The police interviewed... That guy with the crossbow did it. Several people in the home but could not ascertain who shot the 36-year-old man. (laughs) The case remains under investigation. Wow. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. And, uh, you know, don't forget that we do have an announcement coming up a little bit later on a show that's coming to town. We'll get to that probably in the next Bizarre File. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Do you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your rewards for discounts on gas at participating Exxon stations or for free groceries. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thanks, Kath. Real quick, uh, a couple of shout-outs. Uh, <clears throat> I got this. This is sweet. It says, uh, hey, sorry to, uh, to bother you guys all the work, but I attached uh, some pictures that are of Seamus Christopher Gallagher. We were part of the world's largest gender reveal Aww. at Camp Out for Hunger. We were interviewed by you guys and Pierre, and Seamus entered this world after three days of long induced labor. Wow, three days of induced labor. Uh, February 26, and he was a late-term preemie, only measuring 5.6 pounds and 18 and a half inches. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my wonderful husband who spent the whole week with me. Uh, he was a wonderful birth, breathing coach, uh, helped me through my contractions, made sure uh, to order me food when I was allowed to eat. Uh, since we have been home, he has made sure that I am resting, eating, lots of diaper changes, and taking over some night shifts, too, so I can sleep. He is our son wrapped around his finger and so excited to become a dad. Can you give my husband, Chris, the biggest, juiciest shard out? And uh, uh, that you can that you can in honor of him becoming an amazing first time dad. That is from Christina Gallagher from the state of tax free shopping. So here you <laughs> That's go. Awesome. Congratulations. I'm glad you guys were uh, were at the camp out and a beautiful picture of the two of them of the dad and, and uh, Seamus. So that's really cool. Happy to hear that. Here's another one that says, hey, uh, please. Uh, if you can find it in your hearts to send a shout out to my buddy Christopher, a.k.a. Finster. We bonded over our love for you guys, which was a surprise, as he listens all the way from Illinois. What? Anyway, he would get the biggest kick out of hearing this. Thanks much in advance. Uh, And that is from Sweetie. So here you go. Shout out to Christopher Finster from Sweetie. Finster was the name of the little baby, baby, yeah. Hi, Preston. I would like to send a birthday shout out for my favorite coworker, John, even though he is a few weeks behind on the podcast. His birthday is March 9th. 
Uh, so anytime would be great. Uh, we listen to you guys every day at work and love quoting the president Steve jokes. Keep up the awesome work. Sincerely, Julie Jerkoff, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, Lindsay from Arizona. So uh, there's another out-of-stater. And then one more, and then I'll move along. Uh, it says, hey, Preston, uh, long-time listener, first-time charter. Uh, I've been a fan since the WDRE days from way back when I was in middle school. Well, now I have a preteen of my own, and I'm passing down the treasure tradition of the President Steve Phantom. We listen to the Bizarre File every morning at 8 a.m. on our way to school. I'll be honest, I have to hit mute here and there, but I'm still happy to be able to share the show with him. He's an awesome kid who loves the show, but can... I uh, still can't remember which voice is Preston and which is Steve. Uh, can you please send him a shout out for his birthday? Colin turns 11 on March 7th. I'm a little early on the date and a little late on the time. I'm sorry, but you can play this for him. That's from Krista Barry. So here's his chart. Uh, and congratulations on, uh, yeah, still listening to us. We love that. You know, it's funny. I ran into somebody, a, a girl not that long ago who was well into her 20s and she's like I've been listening since I was in grade school and I'm like oh my god like full adult uh-huh. men and women who were listening to us yeah. when they were oh, in grade school my my wife ran into somebody that we were friends with way back when and haven't talked to in a long time and she and her daughter used to come over to our house and she goes uh, do you know how old her daughter is now she goes she's 34 years old Yeah, I go that's not even a young adult. Yeah. No. That's yeah. like, you that's know, a senior citizen. That's, a, that's full on adult. Yeah. That's 30 something for Christ's sake. And I'm like, I've been doing radio that I've been on the air in Philadelphia that long that this girl is now mm-hmm. 34. Used to, I mean, honestly, you stop and talk about the transitional nature of of radio, you know, and, and uh, being in one market in the morning for as long as we have is kind of an anomaly. You mentioned something to me the other day. I, I hope you don't mind me saying this now. Uh, the, because Bill Weston at one of our, our meetings was, uh, uh, you know, these ratings books come in and they, and they, they let us know what's going on ratings wise. And, and Bill was giving us the rundown of our status in the ratings. And, uh, and, and we, we don't really, we don't let blow our own horn as far as how we're doing in the ratings. You don't hear in these, uh, production pieces saying, you know, the number one morning show in Philadelphia, we've never wanted to do that. Uh, but it was, you know. He, he was essentially saying, you know, once again, you guys are in first place and staggeringly so <laughs> yeah. in first place. And we never really mentioned that, but it, we were kind of like, eh, it's worth a thank you. Acknowledge that. So right. we wanted to thank you. Yeah, because you can't you can't do one without <laughs> the other. And I agree, President. It's to say thank you for for your loyalty and, and for supporting the show. It means everything, you know, across um, all the different subsections, um, you know, you support us and you're talking about kids and men and women and uh, well, I'm getting that, that yeah. email. The person's been listening since WDRA. Yeah. Some of you have followed us from other the other radio stations, and and uh, you it know, means the majority of our time has been spent here at MMR now. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. It's how long we've we been here? 2005. 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, so yeah. So thank you, uh, d- despite all of my efforts to get everybody to stop listening. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, my, it, it's all a a, a wonderful um, um, list of menu items that makes the show what it is. But it really, the key and most critical component is you listening, and that means everything to us. Yes. I've always said, Preston. Telling you ratings or telling you numbers doesn't mean anything. It's like I've always used this analogy where everyone loves a pizza that you hate, but you're you're eating it anyway because they 
love it. If you like us, you like us, and if you don't, you yeah. don't. You know, and that's that's the uh, that's the long thing. But it does mean something to us that you provide the support. But the ratings are nice. Yes, it's, yeah. it's yes. very nice. Well, we wouldn't be able to do it if not yeah. for the ratings, you mm-hmm. know, and, and do the things that we like to do, like Clearwater next week and uh, the fifteenth Cardboard Classic, which is uh, this week. Um, two weeks ago. Uh, was the last show at Y100, two weeks ago, uh, 15 years ago. Yes, I actually got mm-hmm. a text from Brett Hamilton, and he's like, you guys doing anything special? I'm like, oh, my God, man. St- so much stuff comes up, we forget th- these dates come and go, and yeah. we forget about them, and I completely forgot uh, that it was that long ago. I yeah. forget that people are listening at all. And yeah. and so last week I told a story about uh, coming up behind a girl named Kara, and I need her in the back, yeah. in the back of her legs. Yeah. And uh, so many people were listening to me tell that story that texted her. Kara wasn't listening at the time, <laughs> but she emailed me later in the day. This this happened, uh, you know, in eighth or ninth grade, and it's still in the back of my mind. But it was really cool to know that listeners alerted Kara to that story. And, I, you know, it's, it's funny occasionally that people are actually listening to what we're saying. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. My children listen. Yeah. That's weird. My children listen. Yeah. And which is weird because sometimes I, you know, daddy is the authority figure at home, but he's not really because my, <laughs> my children listen and they hear me on the show and they're like, no, we don't, we don't, we can't buy anything that comes out of your mouth. Anymore. Listen, your daughter heard something yesterday Uh-oh. that you said. Uh oh. How do you know this? Uh, because your wife. Oh, great. It's got to be great for you to have Rochelle and Kathy in uh, mid show contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that you wanted to be the. Uh... The fluffer or the prepper. Oh, no, no. Jesus. Man. Whoops. <laughs> Listen, I, I a- can't assume that they're listening all the time. We've got an audience here to entertain. My children aren't allowed to follow me on Instagram. I told them that already. I'll tell you one thing. Not one of my goddamn cats listens at all. <laughs> um, I mean, to put it into perspective, somebody that was um, uh, that is 22 years old has been listening to us for their entire lives, like yeah, since the day they were well, born. Presuming that they listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, not all twenty-two year olds. No. no, but but it it can be said that, right. that somebody could be twenty-two and has been listening since just out of the womb. I'll guarantee you that the majority of those twenty-two year olds are what is described as edgy loners. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. So, just thought I'd mention that real no, quick. No, it's nice. I uh, I you know I don't. See, I don't know what this is going to be. Oh, Let me, okay. No, I mean, we don't I, I, have I, to have a category. I have a variety of stories, but we might just stop on one. So let me get through this first story All because right. I thought this was pretty cool. And we'll let, see where we go. Let from it there. find its own way. It was a couple days ago. This uh, American runner, Molly Seidel. Did you see this? Yes, yeah, the Olympics uh, barefoot runner. No, <laughs> she's not a barefoot oh, okay. runner. Uh, but she, over the weekend, came in second place at the Olympic marathon trials in Atlanta. This was her debut race. Shut up. At a marathon distance. She's never done a marathon distance, and now she is going to be on the Olympic team in, in Tokyo. Unbelievable. Wow. So she was she was a runner and yeah. she's well known. She's a distance runner, but she had never done the Olympic or I'm sorry, the, the marathon distance, and she killed it. She oh. she finished less than ten seconds. Uh, behind the first place, uh, when wow. our American uh, Alphine uh, Tulamuk. Well, she's obviously uh, a natural. Uh, two hours and 27 minutes and 31 seconds was her time wow. in the marathon. And so now she's going to be on the Olympic team. But just after one run? One, one marathon. Now, she had been training for it. She had run marathons. She had never competed, competed. in a marathon. This is her first time doing it, and she okay. makes the Olympic team. Wow, because there's like I remember now. Listen, this was high school, but I I did the uh, high jump on the track team, and what? <laughs> I was terrible at it. And one time, I mean, 
I think I probably won at this one meet, but I was able to get over. I don't know what happened. I don't know if there were like springs in my, sh- but it never happened again. I know. I know what you mean. One time when, <laughs> when I was a kid and uh, we were, uh, I played football when I was a kid and um, they were uh, uh, having everybody to see who could kick the ball, who could, you know, yeah, kick yeah, the yeah. goal. So I step up and I just booted it. <laughs> Boom. So they yeah. immediately, they this were interested in me. I know. He's a phenom. I nailed it. Uh With the uprights, that thing flew. And Kathy, I could never Never do it it again. again. I just got lucky on that one shot. That's what I'm wondering. I hope she can do it at the Olympics. Oh, my God. He's amazing. (laughs) Try it again. Yeah. Oh, no. No, Uh, no. Exactly. (laughs) 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 But that actually is an interesting topic. Number one, if you've you've ever just nailed it on the first time out, on your first time trying something, you just... Um, you just got, I told I told you my daughter for yeah. Christ's sake. Hole in one. Hole in one. Oh my God! I forgot we go about to a that. Chip, we go to a chip and putt, and listen. Some of these holes are are over, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy five yards. That's a that's a short distance in golf. But for a little kid, my daughter hits the ball. <laughs> hole in one. I. You've never yeah. gotten a hole in one. Never gotten a hole yeah. in one. I've I've on rare occasions. I've been a hundred yards out. Yeah. And and put it in like maybe twice right. for for a birdie or an eagle, but I've never got a hole in one. She does it her very first swing of a golf club ever. So my buddy Scott from college, he um, he has clothing lines called Wolf Pig, and he his uh, second semester senior year was looking to fill out credits just to graduate. Yeah. So on a lark, he just takes this uh, this art class. Right, he had no idea how talented of an artist he was. Like, I mean, can paint and draw and all. He had, And I'm like, you never doodled ever in school. All, he's like, no, I didn't. Like, I just, I never had any clue. I'm like, you you weren't. He's like, no, I was a he nerd. He was just naturally, and he was unaware. He was had a natural inclination to be an artist. Never had. That's, that's amazing. I mean, you're. 21, 22 years old at this point. It's like sitting down at the piano and just being able to play. Oh, dude, that's my buddy Mike. He's such an a-hole. Like, yeah. yeah, so he's a drummer by nature, but he can, like, pick up any instrument and just play it. Yeah. And he's not, like... Not the way it was meant to be played. But no, was- no, I mean, like... <laughs> but, like, he's not, like... He's not playing a G the way yeah. I play a G, which is, you know, I look at a chart and I... Oh, my finger goes here, my finger... No, he just, like, hears it and he's like, yeah. ding, ding, you know? And uh, it's unbelievable, 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 unbelievable. <laughs> when training for a marathon, you're better than that. <laughs> Marriage counselor. <laughs> um, when training for a marathon, uh, do you not run a marathon beforehand? I, I've heard conflicting reports on that. Like, you, if you're building up to be a marathon runner, the first actually, we, maybe we could ask uh, Bert Kreischer about it because he's run uh, more than one. But um, like the thing with Eddie Izzard it blows my mind because he's run so many of them. I don't know how the day after day he'll yeah. run. Yes. He'll run consecutive marathons, and you look at this guy, and he's Got the build of like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, my uh, he's not. Yeah, Will Ferrell did it a few years ago. Did the New York City Marathon, and uh, you know you wouldn't look at Will Ferrell and say that that's a classically trained athlete. He didn't um, have a champion time, but he did it. But he did it. Yeah, yeah. just to be able to do it at all and to not stop running. Um, I, I have no interest in doing that ever. I, I there are a lot of goals in my life, I, places I'd like to hike and mountains I'd love to climb, but running a marathon just um, never. That's just not on my list. No. Uh, so my ex girlfriend has run over forty marathons, and like her. She never like when she trains and, and for a marathon, she never runs a marathon. I think she like tops off at like twenty, right? At the at the most seventeen, okay. twenty, you know, like that's crazy. Like her training run is, you know, 
two hours long. You have to set aside um, bottles of water and things like that on the route. So you will... Um... <laughs> Do you? Yeah. No, my, so my, my friend's dad uh, has run a few, and when training for them, uh, he will drive the route, leave bottles of water along the route so he doesn't have to carry the bottles of water with him. Right. Yeah. So you have to drive it, which is not... It's not easy or quick to drive 20 miles or whatever it is, you know, and, and then set them aside to get the water. Occasionally you have to go to the bathroom while you're doing it. I mean, marathon running is not an easy task. Yeah, there's a guy I know. He's not a marathon runner. He's a heavy drinker. Yeah. And uh, he would go to the bar at night, and when he would, uh, he would leave beers along the, the way for the walk home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear, I, I, I crap you not. He used to leave beers so that when he Did was he done at the, the bar, Olympics? hey, he never got behind the wheel. He always walked to and from the bar. Right. Uh, if there was an Olympic That's sport, funny. he probably could uh, marathon go. drinking. <laughs> That's a bit of a problem. Isn't it? It was, <laughs> oh no, you'd think, and I know people would suggest I have an issue, but I'm fine. When. Uh, was this in Ursinus? No, no, no. So when we lived in Lawrence Park, he would walk to Barnaby's. Yeah. And that's kind of a healthy walk from Barnaby's <laughs> to uh, Lawrence Park. I'm in trading. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't now. Okay, so I have a couple questions about okay. this. So would he, he would have to hide them because someone's going to, you know. No, it's nighttime. Yeah, it's dark. You can't see the cans pressing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. All right. So it's nighttime. Well, uh, listen, I mean, I'm, he wouldn't just leave it there sitting in the street. I'm sure he put him Put some camo over it. <laughs> put some camo so, over it. But... So he had some regular spots where he knew where yeah. they would be. Um, also, it you know, I would, it, was he only doing it in the winter because it's going to get warm at some point? I don't recall the time huh. of year that he was doing it, but uh, winter sounds like a good time to do that, yeah. Sounds like he had a big-time drinking problem. Yeah, the problem yeah. was that uh, he couldn't bring it on the way home. Well, everyone ju- everyone jumps to that conclusion. Yeah, that's funny. Well, the crazy thing is, you know, Barnaby's has takeout. You know, you could just uh, do takeout on, yeah. your, on your way home. But well, that's, well, that's expensive. That, you know, that, 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 that's right. like Barfly meets Hansel and Gretel. Uh, speaking of uh, nailing it the first time out, I'm going to go to Frank here on the phone lines. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Hello. 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 What's up, Frank? Uh, my first time ever playing beer pong. I was at a bar that had like a tournament style. So uh, my buddy wanted to play beer pong. He asked me, I'm like, dude, I never played in my life. He's like, come on, we'll, we'll do fine. I'll I'll carry you. I just need a partner. I hit every single shot. So it's like one after another, you keep going. So it was just, you're done. Um, that's it. Every single shot. Wow. So we move, we move up in the tournament. <laughs> I never hit another. <laughs> you just you had gotten in the zone for that moment, and that was it. Like, I didn't even come near the table. It was that bad. And he was just, all right, I don't know what happened. A lot of times the very process of trying to think about what you're doing right will kill it. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's it. You, you, you described it, President. It, it is right. the zone. You, you don't know what otherworldly thing is possessing you. But yeah. for that brief moment, you're unstoppable. Uh, the, well, this guy nailed this gal nailed it on her first time out. And wow, she's going to be on the Olympic team now. Like I said, she was a runner beforehand. Uh, she was a uh, a Notre Dame track and cross country star, hmm. uh, but she had won NCAA championships in the three thousand, five thousand, and ten thousand meters. But had she was sidelined by injury, depression, she had an eating, uh, I'm sorry, an eating disorder. Wow. Uh, eventually, she uh, went to a recovery program. Later, re-entered the world of competitive running with a few strong half marathon performances on the road to Atlanta. But she had never run a marathon before. She said that she was thought that she'd be finishing in the tenth to twentieth range, and that that would be a good day. And she killed it. Do you guys know that the Philly marathon is just two half mar- marathons back to back? They don't run the marathon route. Is uh, it's just two laps? Two, yeah, two two half marathons 
back to back. So my brother and, and his now wife ran it a few years ago. She ran the full marathon. He did the half marathon. But basically, she ran the marathon, the half marathon. Is twice. that considered an anomaly? It is. Yeah, most of the time, marathons will go 26 miles in, in whatever direction. In, right. in Boston, uh, you start in a town. I think it's called Hopkinton. And you work, you work your way into Boston. It's 26 miles outside of Boston, or roughly. Um, and a lot of it is kind of downhill. But even that, um, what is it, Heartbreak Hill? It just it kills yeah. runners, and you know that's at like mile twenty or twenty two or something oh, like that. I, miss that. I know. Mm. <laughs> Hang on, let me go to uh, Dan uh, nailing it first time out. Hey, Dan, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Tell I, us your story, I Dan. Not, I am not a golf player whatsoever. But uh, my kids' school always has a golf founding every year, and it's free beer all day long. <laughs> so I decided my, my friends, my friends made me go one year. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I. And I've literally, I've literally never played a round of golf or finished a hole in my life. Okay. And I come up, I come up this one. It's the one where it's the closest to the pinhole. Okay, so it's par and three, I, yeah. It, it's a par three. Yeah. And I actually, I shoot because I'm, I was keying off that time. I shoot as the other people are still on the green below me. <laughs> and I end up. You're supposed to wait till they leave the green. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. First, first, I, I don't know any of the rules. <laughs> I, end up getting, I end up getting within. I end up getting within two feet of the pin. Oh my wow. God. Okay, I'll believe him. it was. It was lucky as hell. But <laughs> we get all. You know, we get back and they start giving out the award. And there's a bunch of golf guys out there that they, you know, like big golf guys. They and actually, I felt like everyone thought I cheated. But thank God, I almost hit a guy on the green in order to prove it. So, <laughs> so there was, yeah, yeah, there was your. Uh, that was your witness. So you were so, too bad to cheat. So you ended up winning uh, closest to the pin. Oh, yeah. And I actually, I'll be honest with you, I still have never played around the golf since then. Just that one time. Your moment of glory. Yeah. Wow. What'd you, what'd you win? Do you remember what they gave you? Uh, it was probably like a school sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Uh, I had been a swim player for years, and uh, my buddy who never was a swim player raced me one time. And I don't, what's a swim player? It's like a golf player except in the pool. Oh, uh, we was just making fun of that guy. Oh. Uh, hey, let's uh, go past it. Look at that. Look over there. Okay. Reverse. Thank you. Appreciate that, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I, I had no idea what you were saying. way funnier Sorry. in my head, guys. Okay. So I. Um... It was really, really funny in my head. The audience cheered and everyone carried me out on their shoulders saying, Swim player, swim player. <laughs> you looked at me, Press, when he said golf player. I was like, golf player. I know, but I had forgotten it by the time he had uh, gone through Not me, story. Press, and I hung on to it forever. <laughs> I'm going to write this down in my memories book. God, swim player, save for joke. <laughs> it ended up working out, didn't it? Guys? It did. Yeah. We're laughing now, aren't we? Are they not players? They're just golfers? Yeah, just a yeah, golfer. golfer. Yeah. But he said he was he was a novice. He didn't know what he was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, so that's why he was a golf player. All right, Nick, what were you gonna say? Um if it makes you feel any better, Casey, I was also wrong about something that apparently the Philly Marathon is no longer two laps. They they changed it up <laughs> you last year. Way into that they, well, yeah, they went they changed it up last year, I guess, yeah. so it's not uh two repeated laps like it used to be. So uh Casey had a bad joke and I had a bad fact. <laughs> Were they nice about it when they corrected you? Uh, some. Okay. <laughs> but, let me go. Was I not nice? Oh no no no! Okay. It's just the All text right. board is just so supportive. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me go to David here. Hi, David. Good morning. Good morning. Good Zooks. Yeah, Good Zooks. Buddy. Good Zooks. Good Zooks. <laughs> just let you know, I would say I'm a retired police officer, and the first time I was hired, I scored a perfect score on the shooting range. Ah. Whoa. And. It was great, and I got all these, you know, they're like accolades saying, hey, have you ever considered going on this, you know, this county emergency response team, equivalent to SWAT, you know, yeah. perfect shooting score. 
I'm like, oh, no, not really, you know. And then the rest of my career, I never had a perfect score again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, of course, I mean, I had times where I actually focused in on my coworker's target right next to mine and stopped around <laughs> from his. You were shooting that's the wrong target. Yeah, yeah. I realized I gave him some extra points. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. And, it, I mean, you just you couldn't get it back for whatever reason. That It was yeah. on that day. It's wild how things happen like that. I'm always amazed at... Uh, at, you know the athletes who who can nail it all the time uh, because you know anything you you physically I change from day to day like yeah. some days I have the ability uh, whether it be with golf or even, or even playing drums I'll notice some bills I'm like, well, I could do this yesterday why can't I do this today there, you know well and, but then every now and then like even on on the first time out boom you just do it perfect you're like I'm a natural <laughs> consistency is is key and that's what'll set your your high earning professional athlete apart from right, a yeah. civilian right yeah. let me go to yeah let me go to Rob here hi Rob good morning hey Gadzooks Gadzooks Rob what's up uh, so, uh, like 15 years ago when I was in Iraq, uh, my platoon was putting together a March Madness, uh, pool mm-hmm. and it was, a, I knew nothing about college basketball. I could count on one hand the number of games I've ever watched, <laughs> but I did the pool and I won. Of course. I never did one again. Never did it again. How, how many times did you try before you realized, okay, that was my one moment of glory. I'm out. I mean, that was it. I mean, it, I fill out the entire bracket and, you know, week by week or game by game, i Kept knocking them off, and so you just decided, Rob. Even though you didn't, you you did it great that first time out. You're like one and done. I don't need to do this again. Oh yeah, that was pretty much <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, it's good to know your limitations. Did yeah. you win a decent pool from that? Uh, it like hundred bucks. All right, well, yeah. still, well, you guys were yeah, you know, yeah, you were deployed, so I understand it. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let me go to uh, Tucker. Hey, Tucker. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Is this our uh, blind Tucker? Hey, I'm blind as can be, man. <laughs> That's our Tucker. Yeah. All right, what's your story, man? When I was in college in Kansas City, uh, my roommate was a big pool player. I had never played before, and he needed a partner, and was this real douchebag that was on the table. So uh, our turn came up. He had me break, and I ran the table. I, I'd never played before in my life. <laughs> and you and ran, ran the, the entire table. table. And we got into this big fight. They kept saying I was a ringer. I brought you brought this guy in. What the heck is this? Got kicked out of the bar. Uh, I what? Up a yeah, we got kicked out. <laughs> they started a fight. Uh, yeah, people would get pissed off if they think you have, you have a ringer. But some, you know what? It, it, I think it, it, it comes down to like the way uh, in a beautiful mind. Um, his his solving problem. People just for that moment, for that time when he was running the table, mm-hmm. you were seeing the angles. You yeah. knew you knew the. And it just came to you. You went with your instinct. Right. And for whatever reason, that instinct was, was spot on. And fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And fleeting as well. Hmm. Uh, let me go to, I have uh, Brad. <laughs> hey, Brad. Hey, guys. These guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, not too much. So this, uh, my brothers-in-law, I have four of them, and they're all big hunters. And they, we got together for a family reunion. They all decided, all right, let's go out and go trap shooting. I was like, you get, they're like, do you want to go? I was like, sure, I'll go. Never shot a shotgun in my life, but I said, all right, I'll go out. Bond with the brothers-in-laws. We went out, got to the first trap. They're trying to show me how to load the shotgun and everything. We get to the first two. They yell, pull. I missed both of them because I didn't even know what was going on. Yep. And they all started laughing at me. We get to the next one. I went 48 for 50. Oh, my <laughs> 48 God. 48 for 50. 
48 for 50 for the rest. I hit every single one after that. They're like, hold, and they're all hundreds. They're like, holy, how did you do that? <laughs> and then they thought, all right, this is this is dumb luck. So we got together, uh, that was two years ago. We got together last year. Like, all right, come on. This time they're like, all right, we're going to put some money on this. So we put some money on it. And they're like, all right, 40 bucks or 50 bucks a guy. So we went through and we went out. Yeah. Same thing, 48 50. No way. <laughs> so you kept yeah. it. You, you're just a natural. Yes, it just yeah, just comes naturally. Yeah, they must hate your guts. <laughs> Damn, how much you end up winning, Brad? Uh, two hundred bucks. Nice. There you go. Good call. You're gonna my brother's call, but it's more bragging rights. They're all big hunters, and I've never. That's only my second yeah. time ever shooting a shotgun, dude. So the <laughs> both time, the two, the only two times you went, you got forty out of fifty, forty-eight out of fifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm thinking if I actually practice, I might be able to get fifty out of fifty. Yeah, no kidding, man. Wow. <laughs> do you ever right. see when they do the tactical uh, Thanks, the, the courses with the shotguns, and you'll see the um, uh, the, the police do it, the the, the uh, tactical teams, and the way they load the, the shotgun, it's it's up on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, very John Wickian. Uh, I will go next to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, I am them. I am them. I am them. Uh, So let's talk about nailing it on the first time out. What's your story? Hey, so you know this uh, office pools uh, for NFL? You'll pick, uh, you know, whatever team. And then, you know, basically um, my wife, uh, she would look at the teams and pick which one she would rather visit. So let's say Cincinnati versus L.A. Well, I want to go to L.A. Mm -hmm. So she she just picked all that, you know, and then she winds up. And on her first pool she ever did for like two hundred and fifty bucks, <laughs> she ended up winning. It, but yeah, she she yeah, of course. You know, I do it every week, and I oh hey, you want to do it? No, no, no. Okay, I'll try it this time. And then she she hits the first time. That yep. can be dangerous. Or but you know, a friend of mine. I uh, remember we uh, and I told you guys this story before years ago. <clears throat> We went to Vegas. We were, you know, just out of college and uh, vacation and the whole deal. I had no real gambling desire at all, but it was okay. We're in Vegas. It's cool. Uh, he gets to the uh, to the table. He does really well. He's like, "Oh my god, this is great!" But it turns out he's actually a terrible gambler. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I had uh, a similar story. The first time I ever threw dice, this was ages ago. Before I knew how to play the game, we were yeah. twenty one. We were allowed to finally go to the casino, so we right. go to the casino. I'm like, I've always wanted. Craps looks exciting to me. I'll go do it. And the only thing I knew how to bet was the pass line, the most basic right. bet that there is. And that's assuming that you you throw a number that's called a point, and if you throw that number again before you throw seven, you win on the pass line. Very, very simple bet. Um, So I'm throwing the dice, and I'm throwing sixes and eights and eights and sixes and sixes and eights, a five, a six, an eight, a blah, 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 over and over. The table's going crazy. It's my first time ever throwing dice. My money just sat there on that pass line the whole time, Casey. You. They... They started counting how many throws that I threw without without crapping out, and I had thrown the dice at that point, which they had already. They didn't probably keep track of the first ten or so. I had thrown the dice like thirty five times. No, without hitting a seven. Oh wow. my god! And without hitting the point. Preston, people were making money hand over fist. And how on much me. did you make, Preston? Uh, I made t- you know fifteen dollars <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and and I'm thinking, I'm like, wow. Whatever I'm doing is good. When I'm done with this and they pay me, it's going to be a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, just accruing here just on the line. Dude, and how come nobody was. told you? I don't know. <laughs> nobody to- Nobody was paying attention or I wasn't listening or I was so excited. But I could have made I could have made thousands of dollars yeah. on that roll alone. <laughs> thousands of dollars. Right, yeah. God. 
All right. Uh, let me see. Let me go to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. Gadzooks, bitches. Gadzooks, man. What's up? Uh, so my when I joined the Air Force, we were going for our rifle training, and we were on the course. And keep in mind, I've never held a rifle, let alone, you know, like military grade. And uh, I wound up getting a marksman with a perfect score. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I told my dad about it, and he, like, just got really quiet. He was like, yeah, um, <laughs> I was going to get you a gun, but, yeah, I don't want you to be the next Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, <laughs> next Lee Harvey Oswald. Were, were you able to replicate that? Um, yeah, I've gone in a few times where I've gone to the range with friends of mine and, you know, like, really good groupings, and, you know, like, I'm really on point, but, okay. like, yeah, like first time, 18 years old, and I got marksman. I thought that was really neat. Some hey. things just make sense to people. Yeah. You know, and, and they and they, they are naturals. They, it just, whatever, for whatever reason, it works for you. And you get it. By the way, that's a lot of fun. If you ever go to the range, you know, and I mean, even, I think I've seen people, uh, I went with my uh, neighbor, uh, Brian, a couple of years ago, and, and uh the state of the art, and it's a place over in, in Oaks, I think, and it was it was just it was just great. It's it's a fun sport. You oh, know? the Rod and Gun Club, Philly Rod yes, and Gun Club. Yes, yeah, yeah. really yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, let me go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Great. So, uh, so you nailed it the first time out. Doing what? I uh, nailed it the first time out playing poker. Okay, I got a royal flush. A I, royal uh, flush. No way. Yes. Were you playing yeah. with friends so, or at a casino? Neither. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist. <laughs> and my first year out, I'm 22 years old, you know, young, cute. I'm working with a about an 18-year-old autistic kid with Asperger's. So he was really rigid. He didn't like color. So I get this great idea, like, all right, instead of me working with you, you're we're going to work on your social skills. You're going to teach me poker. Okay. And I'm like, win-win. I'm totally able to use this with, like, guys on Saturday night. So we're in the library, and he's shuffling. He's angry that we even have to do this. But he's getting into it. And the first round, he I put it out, and he, he has everything listed on a piece of paper for me. And I go, I, I think I have this. He's like, you don't have that. I'm like, no, I think I got this first one yet. He's like, there's absolutely no possible way there's any chance that you could ever win this. Does that, that's not happening. I'm like, no, I, I really think. He's like, no, no, let me see your hand. So I showed it to him, and he lost his mind. Oh, that's funny. They're flipping. He's freaking out. The librarian comes over. I look like a high school student. She has no idea why I'm even in there. And so... Your session didn't go over well, and to this day, my husband still doesn't believe me that it ever happened. Wow. To, to get to get a, a royal flush dealt to you, oh, it's dealt to me. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, statistically, yeah. that's got to be insanely rare. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's got to be astronomical. It's like getting hit Thanks, by lightning Michelle. while you're being cradled by a shark. Wow, interesting. All right, well, thank you for the stories. I yeah. appreciate it. Uh, but this gal, American runner Molly Seidel. Uh, her first time running the marathon distance came in second place. She is now going to be representing the U.S. in the uh, Summer Olympics. So uh, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. First time out doing something like yeah, that. Yeah. Appreciate the stories. Listen, we need to take a break. I want to remind you we have a secret text word. A chance for you to win tickets to uh, Kill Switch Engage 
August Burns Red and Light the Torch, hosted by our metalhead, Brent Porsche. <laughs> Friday, March 13th at the Franklin Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now. WMMR.com for details. But text word secret. We'll see if you can win a little bit. We'll come back, and there will be armadillos amongst us when we return. Stay there. The Black Keys. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I smell armadillo poontang. <laughs> really? And the only good armadillo poontang is dead <laughs> armadillo poontang. No, actually, I smell arm- armadillo poop. Uh, because apparently the armadillo crapped. Did it? Uh, when it came in here, yes. Uh, everyone crapped. Some of our, remember Travolta was so excited he took a dump? I know. It, yeah, you, yeah. Know, it, you, you never know who's going to yeah. poop when they come in and here. And it, it came out like when an, when an owl craps. We were talking about armadillos the other day because uh, somewhere, might have been in South America, I believe, uh, they stumbled across these uh, fossils of these giant armadillos. Nick was saying they nicknamed the the animal a carmadillo because there's the size of vehicles and apparently that was uh, you know uh they were they were in existence at one point they said they're about the size of a vw bug like the uh the the, the automobile that's how big these armadillos were yep so we we mentioned armadillos and lo and behold we were we were contacted by the Academy of Natural Sciences in Philadelphia. Which is awesome. I'm stalling as long as I can over it's here. It's working its way out. It's okay. a little shy. Aww. All right. Uh, no, I d- we'll, we'll get to the animal. I want to meet our, our human being who's ah, here. Yeah, Did anyone instruct up. her about the microphone and what Where's it does? Hard? Okay. All right. So uh, this is Karen Ver... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Verderami? Verderami. Yeah. Yay! How you doing, Karen? I'm good. How are you? N- nice to see you. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, so you have armadillos. We do have armadillos. We have three sisters at the Academy of Natural Sciences of Drexel University, and they will be starring in our Paleopalooza this weekend. Oh. Yeah. The Paleopalooza. Is yeah. that the period of which, uh, the, 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 uh... Right, I'm trying to. The armadillos came yeah. into existence. And... Well, it's our fun little event that highlights all things dinosaurs, fossils, and prehistoric, and we're going to be highlighting the armadillos because of this discovery of okay. the Okay. Oh, okay. So, so there'll it... be a station where they'll be out. You can see them. You can compare them to other fossils. Because they they are very um, prehistoric looking. They carry that that sort of armor, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh. It's bony plates. Right. So this is the nine-banded armadillo. It's the only one found up in North America. All other species of armadillo, there's 21 species, are found in Central and South America. So this is the only one you'll find in North America. Huh. Okay, so the armadillo pooped, we heard. Did it, did it poop in the cage? or <laughs> it, it pooped in his car- her carrier on her way over, so my car is pretty stinky. Oh, okay, oh, all right. <laughs> what is armadillo poop like? Is it runny or is it like dog turds or pellets or what? It's a little mushier than a fully firm dog mm. okay. poo. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit mushier because they're insectivores and what they're eating and how it's processed. It's mushy by nature. Yeah. So the, the, the oh. armadillos that get to run over constantly in uh, like Texas and so on and so forth, they're, they're a decent size. Uh, how big can the uh, the uh, North American 
armadillo grow to? The nine-banded armadillo, which you see here, is full-size. It's a full-grown armadillo. It's the second largest armadillo of the species. The other one is the giant armadillo, which is about the size of a pig that's found in South America. That's pretty big, yeah. And one of the reasons why you see these guys as roadkill is because one of their main defenses is to jump straight up in the air three to four feet. So when a car startles it, it often bangs up into the bumper. Oh, okay. Now, I was going to ask about that because a lot of the animals that we see on the roads, the smaller ones are are nocturnal, and they get hit because you just don't see them. Possums yeah. and raccoons and things like that. Are armadillos uh, nocturnal? Yes, they are. And okay, they have so there's eyesight. another reason. Yeah. They rely on their sense of smell and their hearing. Okay, are, are, are they uh, now? Are they? I've heard, and I don't know if this is true. When they ball up, when they go into their armadillo in, 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 in case. That uh, they can be very tight, like if your finger was to be in it, you could get caught, right? Yes, that's very true, especially, I'm going to throw some food here. Um, That is very true for many of the species, except the nine bandit, because it is so large bodied, it actually can't close into a perfect ball. Okay. But something like the uh, three bandit, real tight, it can actually really cut you down to the bone. Really? Okay, so we've heard about that. Scoots, those that they're bony plates on there. Can can you can you I don't know if it's able to be picked up or put on the oh. console. Could you could you do that? Yeah, I can't yeah. I've not seen the armadillo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've not I seen her. What's her name by the way? Here. This is blue. We have blue, violet and red because they're marked by colored dots so we could tell them apart. Another okay. cool fact about the nine banded armadillo is they're always born in quadruplets. Wow. They're always, always. born in four. Well, hoist that mother really? up always. so Preston can see it. Right? Yeah, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. You pick I gotta up. just take this Yeah, off. no problem. Sure, okay. And then uh, Nick will have a question, but I do want to actually see the animal that we have here in the uh, studio. By the uh, way, Rod- Rodney reached out and said we have a giant fart snatching fan to hit the button. Do you guys know where the fart button is? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> okay. Do not what are you talking about? They... <clears throat> Apparently just... we have an exhaust fan in oh, here. Oh, a fan. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Karen, I have a question. Um, yes. So uh, many people all morning long have been texting in saying that there is a link between uh, armadillos and studying for leprosy. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Because of their low body temperature, I am going to just kind of... Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's she's going to all over the drink place. out of a Dunkin' Cup. So <laughs> it's really cute, by the way. They have really strong claws, so they could easily rip up your keyboard. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try that. to protect your equipment. Thank you. Um, Are... But yes, they can be carriers of leprosy uh, okay. because of their low body temperature, which is similar to what human skin would be. Uh, so when settlers from the old world start coming in, leprosy wasn't found in the New World in the Americas. Uh, so it was probably they were probably exposed to them in South America when New World settlers started coming. So in. They, I've heard they, that they are actually testing new leprosy drugs by using armadillos. Is that accurate? Correct. Yes. Well, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Found the food. Found the trees. Are they a great sense of smell? Are they obsessive? Are they obsessive? They are great diggers, so that could give that impression of obsessive. Okay. Do they play the lottery all the time? Stuff like this, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this main defense here of the hard bony plates. Yeah. They can dig themselves into a wedge of a hole from a predator within seconds. Oh wow! Because they can hold their breath up to six minutes. So while they're digging in the dirt, it doesn't bother them. What and they it- also—that's how they've spread from South America—is they can walk short distances underwater. And they can also float on water. They'll swallow air to add to add buoyancy. Isn't that amazing? So, so what what is their natural predator? Well, right now, one of the reasons why they have spurs so far into North America is there's not many. It's mainly the cougar. Okay. Uh, which is so really old women around. who smoke. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, the uh, uh, um, <laughs> uh, so okay. Yeah. Obviously, there's not as robust a uh, uh, cougar population, so they they do okay because you do see a lot of them out, like especially in Texas. Texas and Florida, you yeah. can find them as far. 
north as North Carolina, and you can find them in the southern uh, regions of Nebraska as well as Indiana. I find this animal animal to be very cute. It is very cute. Um, so let me ask you, what I, I want to see what other uh, species that armadillos are related to because the, it, it kind of has a pig snout. Uh, on the front there, and that's what I think of uh, immediately. Its closest relatives are actually a sloth and an anteater. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see, see that similarity. What, what would prehistorically speaking, what would be the most direct? Would you say um, uh, ancestor to this? That glyptodon that you guys were talking the about. The glyptodon, yeah, 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 and also like the giant sloths. Okay, um, all those things that appeared about like uh, ten thousand to two million years ago. And Kathy, and you think it's cute. Well, so here's the thing. The one that I saw was much smaller than that. Okay. Okay. A, there are species that are smaller. This is the average size for the Nine Bandit, unless it was young. I, it was. It was a baby. It was very little, um, and that was cute. I'm Listen, <laughs> this isn't all that cute. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. But, with little but compared to a possum? I, I would take this over. And, and I think it's like the, the hard shell, I guess, that makes it... Uh, As opposed to the, the wiry hair on a uh, on a possum. Yeah, although this like the random hair on this armadillo is kind of grossed out. Here. Okay, yeah, I saw that it, little his furry. His belly's Aww. all furry soft belly. and squishy and furry. And hey, opossums. You know, my husband was really freaked out by them, and then I told him this little fact that an opossum will eat over five thousand ticks in one season. Yes, right. right. So they're really important tick collectors. They. Hey. Don't cause any harm. They're so, not rabies characters, contrary to belief. So, as a as a defense mechanism, the the uh, the armadillo can can roll up into a ball. I have to ask about the tail, though. It looks like it could be used as a weapon, maybe if they needed to. It can whip around. It okay. can claw at you. Um, if it really has to, it could bite. It doesn't have very sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this species can't roll tight up into a ball like those other species because of how big it is. So okay. it really relies on its digging skills to wedge its body. And that, in that's there. how it protects itself. What, what's the general disposition? I mean, are they, they seem to be fairly benign. Yeah, they kind of go about their business. Yeah, yeah. They don't have depth ex- uh, perception, which this is why about to I'm walk off the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like going off mic a little. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, again, not great eyesight. Yeah. Uh, but they are, when you come across them in Florida or Texas, they just kind of go about their business or run away. They can move faster than you would think because they are like a little tank. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's what this makes me think of, like things along the lines of like a, a stegosaurus or a, uh, you know, so, sort of a... a, a a lumbering sort of like a triceratops. I know they're not, but they, you know, I always think you think prehistoric. You know, yes, they are. They they haven't changed much since yeah. they've appeared. What's the farthest north you can find armadillos? Uh, on the east coast, North Carolina, and then in the middle uh, Midwest, you can find them in southern Nebraska and southern Indiana. No kidding. Uh, scientists project that maybe in about twenty years, it is possible they might make their way to Pennsylvania. They're oh, really wow. wow! Depending okay. on on various tax breaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, how would that how would that benefit our uh, area? I mean, you were talking about possums eating ticks. Yeah. I don't know how much of a benefit it would be. They are big insectivores. Uh, they might be good at eating some grubs that are pests to certain grassy areas and things. But they could also become a problem because they don't have much of a predator. A predator, yeah, yeah. By the way, speaking of them eating insects and their and their feces, Steve. Uh, several people texted in because you said that uh, insects are mushy by nature. Yeah. That uh, that's a great band name, Mushy, Mushy by, by Nature. Nature. I love it. <laughs> I <do> like that. <laughs> uh, but real quick, um, concerning the the possum, we've got this call on the line. I don't understand. It says it's an angry possum calling in. All right, oh, uh, so let's it may be about you, Kathy, yeah. finding this cuter. I don't know. Let me go. <laughs> Hi, uh, good morning. You're on the air. So let me get this straight. This effing Kathy 
chick. She can't stand God. She can't stand possums. But she loves all the freaking dillos. All the dillos. Bitch, you are crazy. Because of what? Because of our tails? Because they look like rat tails? Because we hang around the garbage? Because we don't go to Laurel and Hardy and do activities? You, the, the activity chick? Hey, I got an activity for you. Lick my ass. Wow. Oh, my oh, God. He just hung, he up. hung up. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Very upset. Wow. Oh, I like the picture of the opossum. Uh, I think he's upset that that you. But you said the opossum you saw was. I mean, the armadillo was a little bit smaller. I think. I think this one's cute. I would. Of course, I think possums are cute too. No, they're disgusting. Do you ever ever hear of anyone keeping an armadillo as a pet? Uh, I have. Sadly, you hear. I hear of a lot of people keeping a lot of things as pets. And you should. (laughs) They're they're wild. They're wild animals, and they're not. I mean, and 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 I assume the diet is certainly. You've you've got to know what you're doing. It's it's and in fact, it's probably illegal to have. Would it be illegal to have them I, as a pet? It depends on where you are. Okay, uh, states have their own regulations. In Pennsylvania, it is illegal to own any native species. That's including like a box turtle and stuff like that. Armadillo is not native, uh, but it they are not the easiest to come across. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't recommend them as a pet. They're great diggers. They can dig through your wall. They're very committed. Do you find um, that it responds to uh, to petting and things like that, or does it even register? Yeah, yeah, it's indifferent. Yeah, it's just indifferent, as you can see, um, as I'm guiding them along the yeah. table here. Uh, you come to Paleopalooza, and you will be able to touch them, and okay. you'll actually see one of our opossums. That one you won't be able to touch. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, he was just trying to work his way in between the mic uh, mic stand and the uh, the volume control button. He got <laughs> stuck <laughs> in between, or she got stuck in between the two, um, but did not give up. She yeah. was no. really persistent in trying to get. Nevertheless, um, she persisted. Uh oh. Touching her, you know, you had mentioned the low body temperature, but she feels quite warm to me. She's very snuggled in. She's got all kinds of sweatshirts and shirts in her carrier there, so she was all snuggled in. Well, this is neat. It is neat. What's Um, the average body temperature, did you say again? uh, They're usually around like an... A pretty low degree. They're usually like about 80. Okay. Okay. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Paleopalooza, tell us uh, uh, when that's going on, when people can come be a part of that. I'm sorry. Did I get that wrong? No, you got it perfect. I was laughing at Blue here. Uh, Paleopalooza is this weekend, this Saturday and Sunday. It's all day included with uh, admission, regular admission to the museum. Throughout the museum, we are getting our fossil on. You can meet (laughs) our paleontologist, Ted Dressler, hear all about our research. You can see real fossils, learn about research that's going on, how they found fossils. Okay. Oh, there you go. Uh, how they She's found fossils keyboards. right here in Pennsylvania is around, as well as around the country. It's fascinating. You can dig for your own fossils. Ah. Again, you can see our armadillo and compare some of those prehistoric slow creatures because we have the survival of the slowest exhibit right now that highlights all of the animals that adapt it for slow, including a sloth. Uh, so there's a lot of fun, hands-on activities. There's shows in our auditorium. We have a dinosaur dissection happening, which is a modern dinosaur, which is a bird. Nice. So, All right. Something for well, everyone. Yeah, you can visit uh, ansp.org, which is the Academy of Natural Sciences. Uh, Philadelphia, and uh, and go check out Blue and all, all the stuff that's here. Well, that's awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Karen, thank, thank you, for, you for bringing her by. Very cool. That. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I, I welcome you guys to come visit us anytime. Meet her sisters and our possums. I'll get you over the opossums. She's all an armadillo chick. <laughs> Let's hear it for Karen Verderon. Sciences. We need to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And Mr. Tom Papa yeah. will be joining us. And we have the bizarre file and announcements and stuff like that. We'll be right back. 
MMR rocks Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2020. Oh my God, it's got smoke coming out the back of it. Presented by Pacifico Beer. Live life anchors up. People falling on top of each other. Complete pandemonium. Come join the party this Friday at Jack Frost Mountain where the snow comes first. It's a spectacle on the snow where everyone has a blast. Be part of the Tubing Hill Gallery and witness the amazing cardboard creations, thrilling runs, and epic fails in person. It is completely collapsed. Plus, hit the slopes on the cheap with the MMR VIP lift ticket special. Just 20 bucks. Available until noon on Wednesday, but only while supplies last. Details at WMMR.com. Make plans now for Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2020 at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We just played Papa Roach. Should we do that on purpose? Or no. Is that by accident? Yes, we did. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally on purpose. We didn't have any armadillo songs. No. We, well, we just <laughs> we met the armadillo. Yeah. We were done with the armadillo. Uh, and I think last time we had our next guest on, we played Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> I think as as just the well, lead, the lead in music. I think we've uh, we've run the gamut now at this point. <laughs> we've got more. Oh. We, have, we have another. Oh my Papa. Well, we have this. Papa, can you see me? <laughs> so that's so beautiful. Papa, can you find me? Or did we play this last time? We, I think we might have. We tried to play this last time, but we didn't have this part queued up. Yeah. Oh. This is from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> no, it's not from... Oh, not? <laughs> no. Return of the Jedi? Oh, yeah. I, I am your pop. Return of the Rabbi. <laughs> yeah. Return. Uh, we just spoke to our next guest like a few weeks ago, but we'll have him on any time. Last time was his special was out. This time he's performing at the Keswick Theater on Saturday, mind you, this weekend. So please welcome our friend, Mr. Tom Pop. Yeah. Hey Tom. Good morning. Good morning. That's Mm. funny. That's the song I come up to on stage. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Can you sing? (laughs) Really gets the crowd fired up. And and there's just one spotlight on you, and you're you do your you do your Judy Garland with the face band, your hands band to the side of your face. Mm -hmm. It's so I still have to figure out how to get my tights off without being so awkward. (laughs) That's hard to do. It's tough. It's tough. Hey, congratulations on on your uh, on the special, the Netflix special. It's it's uh, it got rave reviews. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I saw they they, had, they seem to have some massive signage for it in in uh, in the city in New York City. Uh, um, there, I think you you posted an Instagram picture of you up uh, alongside one of the signs. I mean, they they put a full throated promotion into it, and that's that's got to feel good that Netflix yeah. is behind you. Yeah, it was it was great. And the, but the coolest part about you know, there's nothing, there's nothing cooler than having like a big ass billboard in yeah. Times Square. I don't care how jaded you are; it's <laughs> like the coolest thing in the world. So, of course, I went and I stood next to it for like an afternoon. <laughs> I would and, too. You deserve it. You, you know what? And there was this. Go ahead. There's a cool moment where this guy, this guy in the middle of Times Square, is handing out. Uh, he's barking to try and get people to go to this comedy club. Right. And. It, it, which happens a lot. People will come up and they'll be like, hey, you want to go to a comedy club? And it's like, come on. How long do I have to be in the business for you to realize I'm a comedian? And this one was perfect because he came up. He's like, you want to be in it? You guys, great deal in this comedy club. And just as he set it up on the Jumbotron, my billboard came up. And I was like, dude, that's me right there. And he, and he looked at it. He's like, oh, wow. That's, wow, a Netflix special. So do you want to come to the show? <laughs> <laughs> he would not stop. Uh, yeah, you know, for uh, 
the, the longest time they wanted us to do billboards here for the radio show at WMMR, and they wanted Steve and I to be they have pictures of us up on the billboards, <sighs> and we had always refused. We said no, we do not want our mugs up on a gigantic board. We'll just the name will be fine, and we'll do it. I'm finally actually maybe coming around to maybe wanting to be up on that board, but you know how it is, Tom. If you see your gigantic face up there, you can't help but point out the imperfections that probably only you notice. Oh yeah, you well no, everybody else notices it too. Oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it still is cool. Yeah. I think it's I think you should I think you should do it. Yeah, it's definitely cool. And it's not even like I don't even know how much it helps or anything, but it's the coolest part is that like other parents will see it. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. That, I mean, that's what you were saying. So when they, they talked about billboards for our show, I, said, I think billboards or anything like that is, is really to sort of reaffirm to the people who who listen to you or enjoy your stuff that you're worthy of a billboard because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the odds of someone driving around going, ah, what am I going to listen to on the radio? That billboard looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's nothing cooler. And I really would push them. I'm like, yeah, Times Square is cool. Yeah, yeah. Sunset Strip is that, that's great. How about the one on the way to my children's school? <laughs> exactly. Where that girlfriend yeah. who broke up with me. Where does she live? Yeah. <laughs> That's her. Yeah, I love that that idea. That makes total sense. Oh, man. Why did you guys have an armadillo? In- <laughs> oh, that's a good question. You know what? Okay, so we had a story, and, and you know us, man. We'll talk about anything. And, and I'd seen where a, a guy in South America had stumbled across these fossils of these um, dinosaurs that were essentially gigantic armadillos. They, they call them carmadillos. They're the size of a car. So we were starting talking about that, and then our friend, somebody from the uh, Academy of Natural Sciences here in Philadelphia heard, and they were like, we have armadillos. We'll bring armadillos by for you. So, ah, we've never had an armadillo in the studio. Let's have an armadillo. So that's why we had them in. Hilarious. We, we were... have a... Uh... Go ahead. I, I like that it's pooping. I like that it's pooping all over the studio. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I have a my cat. You can tell like in L.A. Spring is starting to happen. It's you know happens here a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, because my cat is just on a rampage. He's like a, living with a serial killer. <laughs> and there's a there's a rat in my daughter's bathroom right now, hiding behind the toilet. Oh boy. It's like it comes out, tries to escape. Panics, pees, and poos everywhere, oh and goes back underneath the toilet. Oh my god! I, I, when, when cats do that, so we have we have nine cats in our house, and 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 um, like occasionally a field mouse will wander in, and I'm like, I, I just wanted to be there when it <laughs> when it occurred to that mouse. Sweet God, what have I done? But do do you in part want to try to catch that I mouse? Do, I and, do. I do. I get it away from the impending doom of your cat. And I've done it. Okay. I, I I've I've thrown now. You know, I, I throw them out and try try to get them outside. I I, I am their advocate because mm-hmm. it's just such overkill. But when it, you know this, Tom, when a cat locks into mode. And it's doing what it's supposed to do. That it's cat is protecting yeah. your daughter from that rat. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And my wife, and, but they're all vegetarians. They all love animals. So they're like, the, the, it takes like a week and a half to get this thing out humanely, which, and I'm just, I just walk down the hall slowly with my golf club. Like, I could end this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end this, right? But you want to do it. You, you don't want, you don't want to scar your kids forever. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, are, are, I guess are are rats more prevalent uh, where in L.A. because I uh, Bert Kreischer had a rat in his house as well, and you, you don't hear of rats in people's houses around here all that often. No, they're they're all over the place. It's like because it's 
it's a city, but there's also a lot of vegetation, all like ivy and all this stuff through it. So yeah, they uh, last time my a rat got in, my dragged in by the by the cat, and it we got it out. It was like okay, it was pretty quick, and then my daughter went to put on a shower cap. Oh, uh, take a shower, and it was filled with rat urine. Oh, oh my god! Oh, no. That's like a, a bad fraternity prank. Oh. I know exactly. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh well, you guys want this animal? You, you the cat's the greatest, right?" <laughs> are you are you an animal person per se, or? I love eating them. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, remember, Tom, we, in my parents' house, a possum got into uh, the house and was hiding in, like, a mini trash can in the bathroom. And at night, same thing, like you were saying, at night it would come out and it crapped all over the bathroom. And my dad went in and oh. found it. And then he was, like, blaming everyone in the house. He, th- he thought we were smearing poop all over the wall. Oh, God. What kind of crack record was that? (laughs) Right? Seriously. It's my daughter. She's crapping all over the kitchen. But it was like it was all over the bathroom. It was disgusting. And it had its own little apartment in the trash can for a while, right? For a while, yeah. And and it was eating the cat's food, and the cat was losing weight. My mom couldn't figure out why. (laughs) Oh, my God. So so rats are a a fairly frequent occurrence uh, in in the general area? Oh, yeah. They're all over the place. Man. Yeah. It's. Yeah, one time the worst part was uh, I had a uh, in my pool. There was a pool vacuum. Yeah, and it, it clogged, so I dove into the pool. My family's like sitting there, like waiting to go in, and I dive into the pool to get the vacuum out. And I I get the vacuum. There is a rat stuck halfway into the vacuum. Oh my god! And it's just like hind legs and tail were sticking out the end. And I was like, oh, my God, I came out. I was all freaked out. I'm in, I'm in my bathing suit. I'm soaking wet. I pulled the thing up. As soon as it hit the air, a swarm of flies just just descended. It was disgusting. It was like halfway stuck in the vacuum. And now I'm trying to pull it out. And it felt like it was going to split in half. If I, oh. If I oh, my God. That you, you, I just... It, I just threw the whole vacuum in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. that's no way to live. Yeah, I mean, you, you might. It, it's like you're a contestant on Survivor. I know. That's everybody thinks that L.A. is like the Kardashians and <laughs> Matt Damon walking around. No, it's a rat. It's a rat infested hellhole. A rat in your pool vacuum. Oh, oh, I mean, God. so so you do have sort of the the pretense. I have a pool with its own vacuum, but it's 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 not as. Not as impressive when it's destroying the rat population too. It, it's uh, we were talking to Kevin Smith and he said they have um, they have a big uh, problem with uh, coyotes uh, that that you know they're mm-hmm. I guess the rats draw in other predatory animals and uh, the whole ecosystem yeah. is changing out there. Mm. Yeah, I uh, that's why I keep letting the cat out at night, hoping that maybe uh, maybe it'll meet a coyote. One. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, Tom, about uh, your your second book. Your first book was, uh, if I recall, Your Dad Stole My Rake. Uh, yeah. And this one is called You're Doing Great, which seems to, to key off of your, your, your current special. Is it uh, that expanded, or um, how's this book going to compare to the last one? Yeah, this one's called You're Doing Great and Other Reasons to Stay Alive. Yeah. And uh, it, it has the same theme. It's the same starting point as the special that... 
you know, you just have to lower your expectations and realize that, you know, we have this kind of idea that life is supposed to be like this big party and this big celebration. And it's like, no, this is what life is. A simple life is really what wins. So I just took all these essays and wrote about the small stuff that makes you happy and should make you happy. I would and, say you're, uh, you're, you're special, uh, which I, which I loved. And, and thematically, as we talked last time, it's, you know, you, you, it was it was a more um, more of a, a straight through presentation on a, on a theme, and it, and it all yeah. worked. But I I would honestly say to someone who is in the throes of any sort of modest depression, um, that could serve as a, as a, as a therapy as a mood changer because because you do you do bring up very salient points, obviously in a human way, a humorous way, but uh, that that can make you sort of because because we're so trained to assess ourselves compared to false images and things mm-hmm. that we see and you kind of you know you sort of even the playing field a little bit and say you know this is you got to put everything in proper yeah. context no absolutely i think the coolest part which i didn't really expect i mean the audience kind of named special because as i was touring around i was uh they were i was saying that you're you know i was telling people you're doing great this isn't a big thing and people were coming up and like thanking me right i was like why <laughs> this these people really need to hear this. Right. And then when the special came out, the overwhelming thing was uh, that people were saying, yeah, yeah, it's funny, but, like, thank you for saying this. This is like, uh, it became like this uplifting thing to the point where I thought, maybe I'll just start a cult and stop being a comedian. Well, there, there used to be something to the notion of, the, hey, you know, at least the glass is half full. And, and somewhere along the line, we were only happy if the glass was completely full, you know? and, and uh, Right, and, exactly. And, that and was, the other thing is, Go ahead. You you used to compare yourself just to the people like in your life and that were just around you, right? And now it's like with mm. social media, it's like you have to compare yourself to the entire planet. <laughs> it's really, and it's all an illusion. It's all people just faking that they're having these great lives, but no one has a great life. Yeah. Well, and and you 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 bring it up about you know we're we're all in various states of you know, you're saying the special is a very good, good point we're all fat we're just in various stages of fatness you know <laughs> uh, and, and working yeah. to not be fat. And ultimately, though, like, uh, and we, I think we talked about this the last time, but there, there's uh, cosmetic surgeons are talking about the people coming in with these Snapchat filters or these pictures that they've adapt, they've changed with, uh, you know, filters and said, I want to look like that. And, and uh, it's a completely contorted version of what they think they should look like. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look like you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the road to ruin. <laughs> I, I say it's going to take a lot of work. I was uh, I was walking around Universal Studios where they have the Shrek exhibit, and I was certain I would be pulled into it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tom, I also wanted to mention your your podcast, uh, which is called Come to Papa. And, and I'm not sure if this is outdated information here or not, but it says you just had your 670th episode uh, titled 10 Pounds. Was that the most recent one? Yeah, it is. But I think I started numbering them around 250. Okay. <laughs> All right. So maybe a few more. Yeah, always pick a number yeah. that's, yeah. <laughs> we, we've been start, on the year. one. Yeah, we've been on the air for the air for 50 years, or we just started numbering later. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, what what is the, what is 10 pounds about? Uh, that was pretty much that everybody I ran into 
walks around feeling like that they've got to lose 10 pounds. Everybody just has in their mind, like, if they could just lose 10 pounds in their life, it, 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 yeah, and it's, it occurred to me that it's actually just a it's just a fake number and that you're going to feel fat no matter what. And, and, and it is the most the most often uttered arbitrary number. Uh, 10 pounds. 10 pounds. Yeah. You, you know, no one ever says 17 and a half. Right. Yeah, yeah it, 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 but you're right. And In fact, the, when you when you talk to someone who says, I need to lose some weight, yeah. how, how much? It's always 10 pounds. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, the reality is you're probably going to gain five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely. What do you, because you, you're, you're in pretty decent shape. What, what do you, what do you do to stay in shape? Sourdough bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just eat sourdough bread. I'm on an all carb diet. <laughs> Honestly, and every year I, every year I gain two more pounds and eventually end up being my father. <laughs> <laughs> but what is life worth living, as you point out, if you can have bread? <laughs> yes, you can if it's good bread. Yeah, if it's good bread, <laughs> exactly. You can have a whole bunch of additives to it. All right. Yes, I, I completely concur with that. And again, the 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 Ansel Adams like um, or, or the lavish uh, photographs of uh, of the bread on your Instagram. Uh, uh, it's page. salivating. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I can't stop baking bread. It's, <laughs> it's kind of an obsession. <laughs> Just do you? All right, sir. guys. I have. I have to. I have to run. I have to go do my Sirius XM show. Oh, oh well, all right. go, well, well. All right. Now go do your thing, man. But uh, you're going to be in you guys town are the best. at the Keswick on Saturday. Where you got to run. All right. Thank you, Tom Papa. Good to talk to you, buddy. Do people? Do people? Do people consider? Do people consider where the Keswick is still Philadelphia? Yeah. 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 It's outside Philadelphia. Yeah. People in New York consider it's- it Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people in New Jersey considering themselves New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but closer like that. than that. Yeah, you're you're, you're good though. It, we're we're looking forward to it. All right, thanks, Tom. All right, you guys are the best. Thank you so right, much. Talk Bye-bye. to Tom Papa, everybody. Yay! Yes, uh, and Papa, can you find me? Tickets are on sale now at uh, KeswickTheater.com. He's the best, and uh, the show starts at seven o'clock, and that's on Saturday at the Keswick. All right, so we have moved. The bizarre file, right? Yeah. Get so out. Yeah, so for real. So we're gonna we're gonna do that next. We're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back. We're gonna do B file, trash, and music news. But what I'd like to do is get a winner for the secret text. Oh, nice. And we rely upon Kathy Romano to give us a winning number caller. Seven. All right, call seven at two one five two six three WMR. You get to take a stab at it. And we'll see if you win and we'll grab a random texter as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. MMR rocks. Counting crows. Listen, Steve. Show we are we're compacting things here. We're uh, we we skipped the bizarre file. We moved it to now. We're going to do that. We're going to do lesson question, trash, and music news all in this particular segment. But before we get to any of that, we got to get a winner. Today is our secret text word day, and we have tickets to see uh, Kill Switch Engage and others uh, coming up Friday, March thirteenth. And we were looking for call number seven, and we have that caller. It's Dave. Hey, Dave. Where's that sound coming from? <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done, Dave. Well, we'll have Where's this. Where's that 
sound coming from? We'll have the sound of you winning if you can tell me the secret text word, please. I'm going to guess snowblower. Snowblower. That's correct. Yeah, hang on a second, my man. We'll get your information. He got tickets to see this band right here. Kill Switch Engage with August Burns Red and Light the Torch, hosted by Brett Porsche. Friday, March 13th at uh, Franklin, Franklin Music Hall. And tickets are on sale now at WMMR.com for details. Wow. Brent Porsche goes to more concerts than anyone I think I've ever met. Well, a close second is Pierre, I guess. Yeah, they're neck and neck, probably. They go yeah to everything, and uh, yeah, he will be he will be uh, right there in the thick of it all for this. So, uh, we also have a random texter that we're going to give tickets to, and that is Zachary. What does that say? Case Rink. <laughs> Rinky free. Rinky free. Uh, uh, what does it? Rink. 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 Uh, and Zachary. Yeah, Rink. Rink. Zachary is from uh, Wilmington, so congratulations. We're going to set you up with that. All right, uh, let's go ahead and do the Bizarre Pop. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, let's get into the stories, y'all. We'll start uh, with this one. A Chinese agri- architecture company, sorry, claims to have invented a suit capable of protecting you from uh, coronavirus. Wow. Uh, Beijing design firm Penda China announced on social media the concept for an advanced wearable tech suit following, quote, bionic design principles in February. Now, the company and its founder, Dayong Sun, believe the suit, designed with isolating wings inspired by the shape of a bat's body, sounds right. can protect the wearer from contracting the virus. Uh, Steve, it's called the bat suit. Really? Yes. Is it cool? Uh, well, see if you guys can pull up the picture, Marissa, <laughs> uh, for Steve to see. It is from a group called Penda, P-E-N-D-A, China, and they have a uh, a bat suit that is going to protect you from uh, the coronavirus. The designers have also gone a step further. <laughs> did, you, did you find it? Yeah. Uh, suggested the suit <laughs> fitted with sterilized seating technology might be capable of killing the virus. Wow. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look bad to me. It is. It's a pod of some type that you wear over the top of your body. And it's like mm. bubble. What's the game we play at the Camp Out for Hunger? With yeah, bubble ball. Yes, bubble ball, yeah. that's it. With yep. the, except you have more of your legs exposed. Right. Uh, so it says, as an architect, I've designed a wearable space device that can be effectively isolate that can effectively isolate us outdoors to ensure safety. The ultraviolet radiation network on the surface of the device can heat up to sterilize the surrounding environment, turning contact uh, turning contact a way to kill rather than spread the virus. Uh, the suit called "Be a Batman." <laughs> Consists of a backpack with a lightweight carbon fiber skeleton. A PVC film wraps around the frame, which encases the wear in a protective bubble like the wings of a sleeping bat. This should be the costume for the new Batman for Rob Pattinson. Uh, the company said the wearer can fold, can fold up and remove the suit automatically when we need to contact with the outside world. Who are you? Yep. What? 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 I can't tell all right, thank you, sir. Okay. He's the Dark Knight, <laughs> apparently. Oh. Uh, police in Blackpool, UK, say they pulled over an 11-year-old who was driving a car around a public parking lot. 
An adult relative was also in the car and explained to police that he was tired of watching the boy sit in front of a computer playing Grand Theft Auto all day and wanted to show him how to drive for real. Get out of that damn computer and get out and start driving. A British news agency report... Get married. Uh, the adult was issued a traffic offense, but the boy was not charged. But he was 11 years old, and they figured, well, he's going to play Grand Theft Auto. You ought to be driving a real car. Of course, because everything you do in a video game, you should be able to do in real life. I wonder how the kid did. You never know. I don't know, but he got some hookers. Sometimes goats are the problem. A police in Oregon responded to an adult group home where a goat had gone inside and acted in, quote, a threatening manner. Threatening goats are the worst. A resident of the group home located in Portland says he initially spotted the goat in the street and guided away from traffic, but then the animal followed him inside the home and started attempting to headbutt residents. <laughs> in a group home, huh? Uh, police were able to capture the goat and walk it to a nearby farm, which agreed to keep an eye on the animal until its owner could be found. You ever been butted by a goat? Uh, they uh, they can slam you they pretty good. They hit hard. When yeah, I was a yeah. kid, we had family friends who had a farm, oh, and, yeah. and the, I was terrified of those things because they were ornery as hell, and they would knock oh. me on my well, they, ass. They get up on the back, and they, they slam forward off their front paws. Yeah, and uh, they, can, they can knock you out. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. In a nation where violence in schools has become a more regular occurrence than ever before, some of the students, parents, and staff of Woodard Junior High School say that they're not overreacting by being fearful of a pink unicorn. A school's resource officer confirmed a man wearing a pink unicorn costume is often seen oddly lurking near the school. It's one of those inflatable ones, too. Yeah, yeah. It looks huge. It's uniclaws. Uh, he was last spotted on Friday. The district says that they are aware of the situation and is confident in its partnership with the police. But the PD determined that the unicorn man may be a low-level threat. I'm unicorn man. <laughs> what? A few... Few students say the unicorn even watches them as they're outdoors during right. P.E., but school officials say that they can't do anything since he's off school property. That's pretty wild. Do the dark night as well, huh? I think he's the, the pink, oh, the pink night. Yeah. Right. All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Let's uh, end with this one. This one's pretty... No, that's somebody killed. I'll, I'll, I'll skip that. Sorry. I'll save Is there it for a positive spin to it? I'll save it for tomorrow. Uh, let's see. How about that one's boring? I do. I want to make sure I get a good one for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. Uh, that one. Somebody died in that one. (laughs) Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. All right. How about this guy? Uh, the UK's most opinionated man has penned angry letters to his local paper every single day. For 42 years. Is it about a local Pilates place? Uh, <laughs> Bernie Carroll, is, she didn't even hear it. <laughs> Bernie Carroll is 70 years old. He has been sending daily obsessive ramblings to the Liverpool Echo since 1978. He first wrote a letter mocking the council about something he can't even remember. And it was the first time, at, <laughs> of first of many, as the compulsive writer has sent over 15,000 letters to the paper amassing roughly four million words over the years. Oh, my God. The letters are initially a way for Bernie to vent about the militant council of the 70s and 80s in Liverpool, where he lives. Over the years, there, has been, there hasn't been a single topic he hasn't had an opinion on. 
He most recent his most recent letter focused on his frustrations at the nonstop fireworks in his area and the dog poop bags being left on railing railings in parks. It's a bloody disgrace. He said it's the most I'm the most opinionated man in the UK. There's nothing I won't have an opinion on. In the eighties it was utter lunacy. I just felt angry all the time and had no outlet until I started writing these letters. My current annoyance is with these nonstop fireworks that keep going off. It's like people have money to burn and these dog poop bags that are hanging around park railings. And these smiling children. It's a tasteless new Brit art genre intended to provoke thought and debate. Like Tracy Emmons' grubby bed. Yes, Tracy Emmons' grubby bed. (laughs) He said, I know my letters probably won't ever lead to any actual change or solve any issues, but it's a cathartic experience for me. He loves to waste his time. I guess so. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Today's lesson question, our prize we are going to give away is a four-pack of... No, that's not it. It's a $50 gift card to Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue Restaurant. Mm. They'll be taking part in their 12th or 13th Cardboard Classic on Friday. A uh, question that we are going to go with is, what actress was briefly a bassist with the band Metallica? <laughs> it's amazing, really. 215-263-WMMR. Which actress was briefly a bassist with the band Metallica? If you heard that earlier this morning and know the answer, you should call. And while we're waiting for that call, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what stories we get today. Steve, what you got uh, for us? Well, seven years after Amanda Bynes posted that infamous tweet asking Drake to murder her vagina, the former child star is reaching out to the rapper again. Bynes, who has recently managed to take control of her mental health, took to Instagram to request, to request that Drake simply meet her vagina for coffee. Oh, okay. Hey! That's nice. So things have gotten better. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth and Prince Harry reunited for lunch on Sunday for the first time since he and Meghan Markle moved to Canada. Fortunately, the meeting, which many assume would be strained and awkward, ended up with the two openly fornicating on a coffee table. Whoa! <laughs> My God! So it, it went well, I guess. And uh, Harvey Weinstein reportedly, reportedly going stir-crazy. He sits in a, in a New York City hospital room awaiting incarceration. Weinstein says it's gotten so bad that he's spanking it in front of the mirror just so he can force someone to watch. God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's get a winner. We're looking for which actress briefly appeared as a bassist with Metallica. And I will go to uh, Brian for the answer. Hey, Brian. Yeah. All right, Brian, what uh, actress was briefly a bassist with Metallica? Patricia Heaton. Patricia Heaton. Yeah. Correct. Sir. Hang on, Brian. We got you. A $50 gift card for Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue Restaurant taking uh, part in their 12th to 13th Cardboard Classic. They're going to be selling, I love this, pulled pork and brisket sandwiches from their sled Donating the proceeds to Phil Abundance. That's great. They're good people. Uh, check them out at 265 East Township Line Road in Upper Darby. A barbecue-based business with vegan and vegetarian options. Online at secretsaucebbq.com. And I will say categorically, my favorite barbecue in all of Delaware County. It is my favorite brisket. I can say that because they are a sponsor of the show now. Have they... Uh... They've been camp out for hunger, haven't oh, they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Last couple of years, they've uh, provided dinner for us. Love those guys. All right, uh, music news time. And then after that, we have a show announcement. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 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 Yeah!
teasing it on social media last week. Foo Fighters have confirmed that the band will headline DC Jam on July 4th in Washington, D.C., and it marks the 25th anniversary of the lease of the Foo Fighters' self-titled debut of that date on 1995. So it's an anniversary of sorts. What an eclectic lineup for this show, by the way. This does sound pretty interesting. So the all-day, all-night celebration will take place at FedEx Field. Yeah. In the nation's capital and feature performances from not only Foo Fighters, but Chris Stapleton, Pharrell Williams. Interesting. The Go-Go's. I like that. Uh, Seattle's Band of Horses. I also so, uh, saw Love that, Band of Horses. that uh, Radke is on the uh, wow. uh, on the bill. We as like well Radke as a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, they played the MMRBQ yeah. a couple of years ago. Uh, DC Jam will feature side attractions including a barbecue competition, tailgate party, rides, games, and more to be added and announced as the date nears. Uh, fan pre-sale is underway now, and the sales for the general public are happening on Friday at 10 a.m. Bush will release its eighth studio album in May. It's titled The Kingdom. Uh, the band has already shared the first single titled Flowers on a Grave, uh, which is available at all streaming platforms now. Gavin Rossdale said about the LP, LP uh, we're really proud of The Kingdom. It's as if all roads traveled over the last few years have gotten us to this point. We look forward to this cycle. Old fans, new fans, like-minded people who are searching for the kingdom. Uh, follows up Black and White, uh, Black and White uh, Rainbows album, which came out in 2017. So they got some new music coming out. Robert Plant will hit the road in May for a string of dates with his latest band called Saving Grace. Uh, the Led Zeppelin frontman and his new group began gigging earlier this year. Uh, I'm sorry, early last year uh, in the UK and opened for uh, a few shows uh, for a couple of groups. In addition to Plant, Saving Grace features vocalist Susie Dean, drummer Ollie Jefferson, uh, along with guitarist Tony Kelsey and Matt Worley. Uh, the group posted a video featuring a snippet of them performing Lowe's Everybody's Song. No word on what's going to happen with Sensational Space Shifters. Uh, that's uh, Plant's longtime outfit that has kind of been sidelined for now. And one last story. I thought this was interesting. The new Broadway musical co-written by Bon Jovi keyboardist David Bryan is now in previews. It's called Diana, A True Musical Story. About Princess Diana? That's correct. And it is now running on the Great White Way at the Long Acre Theater with an opening night set for March 31st. The musical is Brian and partner Joe DiPietro's second musical, having snagged four Tonys, including the coveted Best Musical and Best Music Score Awards for their first show, the Broadway hit Memphis, uh, which ran from 2009-2012. Wow. Brian talked USA Today and spoke about how the show represents the late Diana, Princess of Wales, explaining that it's a show her family would be able to watch. She said there's no cheese in it. We sourced. Well, what if you're hungry? We sourced everything. Uh, we didn't make it tabloidy. There's no heroes. There's no victims. But everybody's sort of a victim, really. It's okay. They Interesting. Would, they would be. They would be proud of it, and I'm proud to show it to them. But no cheese. No cheese. All right, and that's what I have in music news. Speaking of cheese, I want to thank the gang for bringing our charcuterie boards in this morning. Oh, they're wonderful. Nick, what's the name of the uh, the group that came? New Jersey in? Board. New Jersey Board. Yeah, they, uh, they are uh, board dot. NJ, right? Yeah, board.nj on Instagram. And uh, they're awesome. They're fans of the show. And, man, they brought some good stuff. Yeah, they did. And that's what they do for a living. They make these uh, charcuterie boards for, like, parties and stuff. I love making those things. Oh, they're, yeah, they're a little, those little works of art. They are. 
Um, it's like a little bonus. Uh, <laughs> we have an announcement to make. Whoa! Hey! Uh, it's a show announcement. I don't say concert announcement because it's not a band. It's not a musical act. But it is a friend of the show. And we're excited to announce that our buddy Mike Berbiglia will be performing at the Miriam Theater in May. It'll be Thursday, May 7th. And uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via KimmelCenter.org. Oh, I see. Sleepwalk with me is his. Uh, yeah. Come sleepwalk with me with his name is his book. Uh, complete details at WMMR.com. I have tickets to give away before you can buy them. Uh, Burbigs is going to be, like I said, Thursday, May 7th at the Miriam Theater. So we'll take uh, caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you tickets to go see Mike. Mike's super funny. He's one of the friendliest comedians you're ever going to meet. Uh, so let's get you on board for yes. the show. Uh, we have one final break to take. Let's do that very thing. We'll come back in a moment, and we will get the letter of the day for the word of the week. Prize, Pierre will be in, and we'll just move right along. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Pearl Jam. Rival Sons. The Who, featuring From Ashes to New. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Faith No More. 93.3 WMMR Epic. The name of that song. It's uh, 10.38. And we are wrapping up our radio program for the day. Headed out into that wonderful day. That beautiful weather. We're going to have about 60 degrees. Supposed to be breezy. Doesn't look that breezy right now, but sunshine for the most part. And we'll have sunny skies tomorrow, 53. And some afternoon showers on uh, Friday. Poconos, Jack Frost are calling for a mix of, of rain or snow. We're hoping for snow. Yes. We'll see. We shall see. But either way, it's going to be a, a damn good time. <laughs> Cardboard classic. The one thing to remember is that we never stop. We put it on even if there's a raging nor'easter. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We just don't care. Yep. Uh, so we will see how <laughs> things work out. Um, this will not be a raging nor'easter. This will be, it no. should, in fact, it should be very appropriate weather for the Cardboard Classic. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Just just don't want to see any rain because cardboard and rain, <laughs> they, they don't go together yeah, yeah. so well. Uh, I want to thank our armadillos uh, for being here this yeah. morning. Uh, Karen Verderame uh, from the, she's the Animal Programs Developer at the Academy of Natural Sciences, and she brought by Blue the Armadillo, and they have Survival of the Slowest exhibit, which is open now. But also this, uh, I think she called it, uh, was it uh, Paleo Palooza or something like yeah. that? Paleo Palooza. Yeah. Paleo Palooza. Uh, they do great stuff over there. It's, yeah. it's like a hidden gem that really you need to visit. They're, they're a wonderful, wonderful facility. And if you're interested, you can go to visitansp.org and get the tickets. And also thank you to Tom Papa. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Papa was on the show. He's performing at the Keswick Theater on Saturday. Uh, tickets at keswicktheater.com and his Netflix special called You're Doing Great is available now. I gotta, I may have to watch that this weekend. I got to see that. Sounds like my my kind of thing. By the way, I was talking to uh, Casey. You'd mentioned people listening their entire lives. Here's a uh, tweet that came in. Uh, it's from Tech Nick. It says, I'll be turning 23 this April. When my mom would drop me and my brother off at daycare. She'd drive the... Uh, 
have the President and Steve show on for the morning drive. I've literally been listening to you guys my entire life. <gasps> wow. 23 years. Yeah. We're I really love that. It's amazing. All right. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. Case, are you qualified? Wait a oh, We got the OG letter d- deliverer here. The man, the myth. That's me. Pierre Robert. Let's do this thing. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E as, as in electric. All right. <laughs> Sharp as a tack. E as in electric. As electric. Three nights stay at one of Icona <laughs> Resorts' beautiful beachfront hotels in Cape May, Diamond Beach, or Avalon, New Jersey. Uh, you can learn about buy one, get one free weekday specials at Icona.com. And we will give that away while we are in the E2000 Lounge on Friday uh, for the live broadcast of uh, the Cardboard Classic. I'm starting to get excited about it. Very excited. Yeah, it's a fun day. Oh, it's a great fun. Yeah, great you coming fun. up on uh, Thursday or Friday morning? Uh... I was up really late last night. Oh. I was watching the election returns. Yeah, Bloomberg's I mean, out. Yeah, it's for me, it's like um, most guys watch football. Yeah. Why were you tweet- tweeting something about the elections yesterday, weren't you? Yeah, but we don't have to talk about that now. <laughs> okay. All right. No, never mind. It's okay, uh, yeah, but uh, I can understand. I know you're you're a junkie when it comes well, to Well, I just, it's the plays, you know, it's it's the moves, it's the left turns. It's like what you go, what you and Casey would watch in football. And you talk strategy, and then you might uh, go to your different announcers to get uh, their, you know, their athletic perspectives on things. Exactly, <laughs> right? You said it perfectly. Maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, or maybe you wouldn't, um, because th- that's how some people go. And there it is. Yeah. Exactly. You so should I, come up Thursday. Coming up night. on Thursday. Or? Oh, right. Uh, yes. <laughs> But it's about the plays and the moves. I've got to go to, well, as an athlete, I've got to go to the gymnasium. Yeah. I see. And after that, I shall proceed to proceed to the area and go there. I think you came up on Thursday night last year because uh, it's sometimes <laughs> difficult for you to get up there on Friday. Um, so that's why I was asking. Yes, I am going to do that on Thursday. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. Cool. And um, you had, a, earlier in the week, you were talking about falls. Weren't you? Sh- uh, pictures of falls? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, You're course, in there. Uh, there's no better one, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than my particular crash coming down on the double-decker um, bus. Remiss- R- Marissa, God, I'm having trouble with her name today. I know. Uh, had Sorry, she just started working here. Isolated various uh, videos and pictures of each one of us on the show falling at some point, and you are featured prominently in that, with that video. And thus was the last year that we allowed double-decker... <laughs> Uh, sleds, or at least people being able to ride on the the second level of a uh, of a of a sled because of that uh, near fatal accident. With yeah, you. it's something uh, right at the top. I think I, as soon as you threw it to me live on air, I said I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I think oh, you God. did, and then uh, it just starts leaning to the right, and oh. then oh, oh my god, Pierre oh in the red coat. Right yeah, there. you got hurt. Well, it, I did. I think I got hit in the head. And it, uh, the head, you were limping when you got up. There, yeah. was, there was a lot going on there. Fortunately, Preston had a flask. Yep. Uh, and I knew that he had a flask, so I went right to the doctor for medicine. Yep, he did. Um, the thing had uh, sparklers or, you know, rockets on it, and they were firing as the thing had crashed. <laughs> right. Um, there, were, there were Roman candles yeah. and things that were shooting off while, <laughs> while that entire mess was being picked through for survivors. Right. And uh, they're just like. 
People are are helping me. Oh my god! Get me to the medics. That and, was so much fun. No, it was great, and yeah. it will continue to be. And uh, yeah, it's very it's very exciting. And yeah. people, have you you know you've been talking to some of the people? I've been hearing people who've been calling in on sleds, and being on the turnpike, heading up there and seeing people with sled pieces mm-hmm. uh, that are going to be assembled at the place is another great one. You will see debris on the way. You out. will. That's right. Yep. You will most definitely. All right, well, what's up? Uh, what you got planned for the show today, man? By the way, I loved the Van Halen block yesterday. Oh, thank great. you. Enjoyed that thank thoroughly. You. I am pleased that it pleased you. Mm. Uh, on the work for, on the blocks uh, and the things today, <laughs> we'll have uh, blocks of Alice in Chains and Boston, and I think we're doing Disturbed because uh, I believe we have a letter for them. Uh, we have a letter for Pro Jam, but uh, it's Jeff Amen's birthday early next week, so we're going to hold that till then. Mm. Uh, we will also uh, have the vinyl cut, and it will be a glorious day uh, to enjoy life in all of its facets. Love it. Uh, stick around and enjoy life in its facets with uh, Pierre. <laughs> I want to thank our sponsors, Preston Cecil, brought today by St. Mary Medical Center. On a mission to solve cardiovascular problems, uh, stmarymhealthcare.org, O-R-G. And also Auto Lenders. You can visit Auto Lenders' uh, newest location in Exton with over 3,000 vehicles to choose from on autolenders.com, a smarter way to buy a car. Uh, normally have a little info sheet telling you what's coming up on yeah, tomorrow's program. Uh, but... We have a guy named Francis Ellis, a uh, comedian. He's a barstool guy. Cool. Uh, he will be in our studio tomorrow morning. That's what we got going on. All right. Oh, and... yeah. Just prepping for the the classic and more. So that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Wow. It's really crazy how when you call the love you, hate you line, you hear Preston say, give it to us. So when you hear Preston say the word, it jolts your mind so much that you forget what you were going to Hey, thanks, Presbo. Next message. So it was super amazing. I met Casey Boy out on the weekend, and he gave me five finger death punch tickets. Babysitter is hard to come by, but I am finding a babysitter for five finger death punch. Woo! Next message. Albert, dude, just fix the cappuccino machine. All right. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, this is Nate from Checkpoint XP, and I'd like to invite you to our brand new show, All of Esports, with myself and Weird Beard. All of Esports is a rapid-fire show that runs down the most important conversations in All of Esports. Subscribe at our website, CheckpointXP.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.